Brigado. Now, I'd just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP frontrunner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. New era eight apparel. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu SHIB. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on coin market cap. Now you can buy SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to purchase it is on Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at SHIB token on Twitter. Then you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. SHIB to the moon, diamond paws. All right, let's start the show. Let's ride. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond, and I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show, broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Penguino Supremo, but today I will be your rabbi as we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories from the National Football League. And of course, it is, it is playoff championship week. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? (laughs) You kidding me? Playoffs? Tell them I'm unlimited. Oh, you're not actually here, Russ. <laughs> At this point, though, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Wisconsin Cheesehead, a man who's never seen Vanilla Sky, and the host of the Nobody's Listening podcast, Jared. How are you doing today? Um, I learned Mark hates Alien versus Predator, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm also sipping an International Delight iced coffee made with cookies and cream, uh, Oreos, and I am... I don't know, Mark. I, I can't tell if I hate myself, if I'm not awake yet. I don't know. We'll see. Because I almost went 4-0 last week, and I'm a little upset. So, Yeah, three. so 3-1. Yeah. Three and one, uh, three and one. damn good record for the playoffs. Uh, I went 2-2. Yeah. Two and two. I think my, my Baker Mayfield love may have came back and bit me in one of the worst interceptions to kind of round out a game ever. I think I, all the forward progress of his life just got turned around. <laughs> I did not remember everything looks good through rose colored glasses, right? I was like, hmm, mm. I, hmm, yeah, just like Canada, you never go red, baby. Just never go red. <laughs> never go red. Hey, I was, I was through my whole lot in there. I'm like, I'm like a bake boy. I'm like, like I'm with ride or die. I did not realize the dice part would come so soon. I really thought we'd get another week. Uh, and then, of course, the, the death would happen in San Francisco, but it, yeah to lose to the lions when they had them right there. Lions are gettable. Uh, I, I, I know we got it. We're going to talk about all four of these games, but uh, mm-hmm. and the Niners look gettable. It, it, the, you, the poor cheese heads. Again, that was another one that uh, is that that was the other one I got wrong that I picked wrong was the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, no, no, no. You, uh, you picked the bills and the bucks. Sorry. Bills. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The bills is another one. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll stick with the Niners. That one was another disappointing one just because I thought, the Packers had him on the ropes. It was right there. Debo goes down earlier, early in that game. And you're thinking mm-hmm. like, all right, they're going to get some momentum. And they just kind of Jared love, man, just falls apart on the big stage. Too many turnovers. It's come- Jordan love, not Jared love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do the, you do you realize that you do that like all the time. 
<laughs> I, if, if there's a J name, I think I've also called a uh, uh, Jared Goff though. I think I've called Jared Goff Jordan before. So I think yeah, something, there's it's, some cross wired there. Jordan Goff. You you do that you do that shit all the fucking time. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like because um, oh last night you did that. So I mispronounced the name, and I love it because usually I'm the one correcting you on the name, and you corrected <laughs> me on the name because you were like. Uh, Pukalan oh, yeah, Nadua, and I'm like, it's Puka Nakua. You're like, oh, okay. And then, who did I say that you corrected me on? I corrected you on Tone Low, <laughs> which yeah. is not a tough one. <laughs> That's not a Kuna Patuna. Kuna Patuna. <laughs> like, who could very well be a, a dish that's got some weird amount of mayonnaise in it from Hawaii? <laughs> Kuna Tuna. <laughs> tone Lock. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I tone Loke. <laughs> tone Loke. Whatever. Whatever. I don't fucking Tone Lock. Whatever his name is. He's a good actor, though. He's a good actor. Ton Ton Loke, okay. <laughs> Look, I sometimes see a name, and I'm like, hey, is Ali there? It's Allie. I was like, ah, well, I should have gone with Allie. Should have gone with my first bet, yes. I, I think the first time I ever saw the name for, for Dua Lipa, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know, man. <laughs> How do you do? Dowie? Do I'm like, can't be Dowie. No way a girl looks this good and they're going, hey Dowie. I'm like, it's gotta be Dua. And then the 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 second half, I'm like, okay, this is some kind of weird foreign name. Like, what's what's the deal here? <laughs> like See, what you gotta do is if you don't remember her name or or you don't know how to spell it or you're not confident, you come up with a nickname. That's what you do. Like right off the rip, right? Do is. Like, yeah. You, like, you use whatever part you can pronounce and then kind of bastardize that. Well, like I, I forgot. So when I went bowling with Jennifer on the first game, the first date that we had, um, which was like last Monday, I, f- I didn't know if it was just like if she preferred Jen or Jennifer, because I don't remember if she ever told me. And so like I started to spell it on the Jumbotron uh, for bowling. And she's looking at me. She's like, you're getting it right. I was like, yeah, but yeah, but don't you want a silly, dumb name, though? And I played it off like that, where I was like, because I, I want to be Henry Cavill. And then she started to giggle and laugh. And then I, I made a princess toadstool. But like, because I I forgot what she preferred, and I don't remember if I'd ever asked her because we met up so much so fast after we first started texting. So you're no that, that's how you gotta do it. So yeah. you, you just put your own business out there. So yeah, uh, no Wisconsin report at this point. No, uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait before we get there. I, before oh, okay. I get to the question, hold on. Yeah, yeah. There it is. There we are. <laughs> There's, it's been a while since we've had a report. Mm-hmm. And there's been breaking news in central Wisconsin. Uh, shocking news that's going to shock the viewer to their core. Uh, a, a lot of women are, are quite frankly, going to be disappointing. They're going to be disappointed. All, all three of them that listen to this podcast, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're in tears. But, Jared, I'll turn it over to you. Please uh, give us a, a Wisconsin news report or please tell us what's going on. Yeah. Um, if, if you, if you, if you would have stayed around last night, um, and, and wouldn't have had what I actually envy, uh, those chocolate chip pancakes, um, <laughs> basically, so I got really pissed off at Canada. We all know that. And like, out of spite, I just got on Facebook dating. I just got on Facebook dating again out of just like pure spite. Um, ended up getting a notification. They're like, Hey, Jennifer likes you. And I was like, Jennifer's a cute little four year old. I was like, I can dig that. She's like, <laughs> she's like four. She's like four years older than me. Swipe right on her, and I wait like a day, right? I wait a day to to talk to her, 
and we're like dissertation reports to each other, right? Like we're just <laughs> talking. And she's like, hey, this is bullshit. Come find me. Here's my phone number. I was like, all right. And then I get a message like late, late Sunday night in the middle. And now, mind you, I'm playing Escape from Tarkov this entire time I'm talking to her. So it's not like <laughs> I'm like, you know, immediately texting back to her. Like it's 10, 15 minutes in between each text because, you know, raids are more important. And she's like, hey, what are you doing um, next week? And I was like, really nothing. Why? She goes, Monday night, I'm free. And Saturday, I'm free. Well, it's fucking Sunday night. So we ended up going bowling, having sushi, and uh, just kind of hung out Monday night. And then she decided to go, I need to see you. So Wednesday night, she came up. And wow. the sniz is fucking good. Wow. Geez. So this is this is super fast. This is all like uh, the love bombing stage, I'm assuming. I, she is very aggressive. And I... I remember. I know I've said it before. Like I want an aggressive woman. Like I want a domineering, dominant woman. And uh, I know what I want. And I like what I want. I'll just say that. Like it's uh, it's, it's it, nice. It shout out appropriately aged Betty. So they're coming through in full force, mm-hmm. strong, bringing that fucking A game. <laughs> when when you got them young girls out here, don't know how to do a goddamn thing. You got the. You got the 35s, you got the 40s, you got the 40, almost the 45s, putting it down with the game plan, not goofing around. Much love to those Bettys and the the appropriately aged women in, in the world. Uh, yeah. And them young bitches, like the other ones that are on there that got these weird profiles with the, they look like they're doing their best NBA player impression. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. It, Good luck. Dude, some of the profiles, man, I, you, you look at it and it's just like my three kids are my world. It's a like, cool. I'm, I'm glad that you have kids. I'm, I'm glad that you're telling me this. Um, that's what every wo- woman's first sentence is, is their kids are the world. Right. But it doesn't so, tell yeah. Me, yeah. It doesn't tell me who you are though. doesn't tell me what you do. doesn't tell me what you enjoy. Like if I'm going to message you or swipe right on you, like I need to know that, like, are you into disc golf? Are you into techno? Like, do you love concerts? What, what does, what does Mark enjoy doing, right? Because I don't it, give a shit about your kids. I want to know it, about you. But that just opens. I mean, that just gets. A, I think the real a real red flag there is like when you, when you see anything that says like they want a man to take care of them, or mm-hmm. like a, like or a man has to pay on the first date. I believe the man has to pay the first. Anything that that goes from beyond attention into the pocketbook right from the get go, like it cannot start there. Like, believe me, eventually, give it time. It will work its way there. Even if you become one unit, the mm-hmm. woman will always have her hands in your fucking pockets, rifling through things. So, but what you need is you need to start off with not being that way because if it's that from the jump, it can only get worse. That that is those are those are massive red flags that I see in the profile where they talk like hardcore, like uh, like like if they they show that they're looking for like a hardcore masculine male who's like that alpha giga chad right i like you can read through that profile and see it what was great though was uh during our conversation i was like hey why don't we go bowling you know in wasa which is halfway between me and her and she's like okay sure and i was like yeah it's 50 50 right <laughs> and what she thought i meant was we'll split everything you know i'll pay for my bowling oh. you pay for yours I pay for my you food, you pay for distance. yours. Yeah, but I meant the distance, right? Because mm. it's like, ah, well, I mean, you're way up there, and you don't want me to meet you and your family, um, you know, 
because she she's got kids, which is not a problem. But I was she's like, I don't want you to meet them until the time is right. I was like, no, that's a very fair assessment. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a massive green flag. But I was like. 50 50 right like I'll, I'll i'll travel and then you travel as well too i think it's a little bit shorter of a distance for her but like she thought i meant 50 50 on the date and she was like reaching for her wallet and then i paid for bowling and then we went and had sushi and the chef was like or the sushi guy who by the way was fucking on point all night with everything he he knows he's like ah oh, two checks i assume and she was like yeah i was like no 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 one check this fucking no 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 i'm spoiling <laughs> you tonight and so like she was super surprised by that, but that just tells me that, like, even though she's super aggressive and there's some, like, girl, you're, you're, you're like, I like it and you're pushing real hard. And most people would see it as, as a red flag. She's got a lot of green flags that I've seen. Like, she's attentive. She's talkative. She actually has coherent conversations. There you go. Jeez. You know, and like, on fucking top of it, dude, like, it's not just, it's not just like the albums or whatever. And it, it, it's literally, talking about like last night we were texting about Monop- the monopoly game that she was having that you know with all of her friends or talking about her work and management and it's like i can really we can relate to each other it was fucking amazing because she's she's a manager for a supplement company but she's also a top sales agent there as well too mm-hmm. so like for me it's just kind of funny how how we can bitch about the same thing <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, this is it's so sounds like it's good. So I, I think this will be the last Sniz report for a while. Uh I have yeah. to go back and rewrite uh Wisconsin's most eligible matchup <laughs> to scratch that off. So I I will be heading back into the into the lab to for some rewrites. Okay. But, uh, we wish you all the best. I wish I wish I had better advice. The only thing that I can offer you, and uh breaking news, this is Yeah. Yeah, breaking news is what I said, machine. <laughs> I've lived 43, soon to be 44 years on this earth. Been involved with women since one would even talk to me. Um, my only one piece of advice, Jared, to you as we as you continue on with this this wonderful opportunity is uh, don't fuck it up. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. So I've, I've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all my knowledge imparted to you <laughs> I, will, I will do my best mark do not fuck it up i will do my best man i don't that's that's, that's, that's like that video game advice we're like hey tip don't die don't die fucker i know like, like, i get it i understand that concept man that's that's all i've learned all my years. It, the it, longer you live, the better you get at this video game. Fucking really, Fallout Four? <laughs> really? That's your tip. The longer you live, the better you get. I know that. Shoot uh, people in the face to kill them faster. Ah, uh, oh, would have never thought. Yeah. That doesn't. That doesn't happen in any other game. Oh no, no, it happens in every other game. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is new, new, new to me. Jeez. All right. So let's. Let's transition into football because we do have some good stuff for you today. We have a huge show today. We are talking championship weekend, but enough rambling from both of us. Uh, but it's good to know. This is great. I know Maze Man and Mizzou Man right now are like pumping their fists in the air. Oh, uh, I, I think they're both disappointed. They really thought Hinge was going to be. I kind of felt that like Facebook dating was going to be. It's easier. It's free. Like I, they were one of they were the guys who were beating on you earlier this year I, well, maybe it wasn't hinge i think it was a different one of the other girl ones 
Yeah, it, bum, they, they were talking about Bumble. But Bumble, yeah. You guys remember I'm technically a felon, which means that I was not allowed to be on Hinge, and I had to go a super roundabout way to be on Hinge. And even though I did do it for a little bit, I will say I did do it for a little bit. Um, it was just it was not nearly as fruitful as Facebook dating because face Facebook dating, f- Facebook you're you're the product, right? Mm. So they make everything literally as free and as simple and easy as possible because you're already the product. So why not just give you a bunch of free nonsense bullshit? Because look at Mark Zuckerberg. The man doesn't need money ever. So, yeah, we're not. Neither of us are getting anything from Facebook dating. But every time Jared mentions it, I got to mention it, too, because uh, before I met my current friend, um, actually, yeah, no, we were both on there before that, but we met in real life just by chance. But Facebook dating doesn't cost anything. Uh, it basically lets you know if someone likes you, even if they're out of the area, so you can kind of figure out what's going on. It's the only one that's like not a built-in scam. Like all the yeah. rest, everything else is like it's just a matter of you're like, oh, hey, this looks cool, and this the functionality is cool. Like this, this would make sense. I could use this as I try to navigate the dating world, and then just. They kind of take the place of a woman, but this is a woman that gets their hands right in your fucking pockets right away. And it's for a ridiculous amount in in like the cleaner and fancier it is. Like if you're on match.com, match.com is basically because what you're basically meeting is you're, you're meeting like a, I wouldn't say pimp. You're, you're meeting a human trafficker, right? So you're a guy and you're looking for a wife and you're, the app is like a human trafficker. And Mm -hmm. when you meet the human trafficker to buy your wife, like you know there's the low end stuff like there's the hinge he's like look we got like a box a metal container full of chinese girls coming in i can get you one cheap and if this one's bad you can bring it back three times and then you got the high-end one which is like match.com which is they're like okay yeah yeah we'll we'll find you we're gonna find you a woman who's pro guns uh same home with the kids but it should work any like basically a trad wife like that's match.com mm-hmm. but then they're like we're gonna need 90 dollars a month <laughs> to even facilitate this whole thing <laughs> yeah ma- I've, i tried match.com for like a brief moment in time and i was just like that is phenomenal mm. yeah that sucks so i i don't know it just it was it was it was wildly upsetting to to basically see how much of a scam Everything has become like because I remember the early days of Tinder, early days of you know, uh, Bumble too, where everything was free, it was pretty open, it was pretty just that you could just kind of do whatever you wanted to. And it just, I don't know, it 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 pisses me off that if you can monetize it nowadays, it's going to be monetized. And dating is such a big thing for a lot of people because after COVID, we all felt a wild distance, and now mm-hmm. they're just it's it's one of those. It's one of those markets where it's just like exploded and they can try to scam and rip the most people off. And it's I just thank God Facebook dating and and for the moment, from what I remember, Hinge was still pretty basic because that's actually where my brother and his girlfriend met on Hinge. And they yeah. And they've been together for a couple of years now. And uh, the last time I talked to them, they're they were looking for the perfect time to pop the question to each other. So, oh, well, you're to your point. And, and I know NFL listeners like, you know, there's an AFC and an NFC, but to your point, like it, it, it's, it's very, very true uh, with, with hinge in Facebook dating. And the point in your point where you said that um, 
that people are pretty much do this. Like, this is how you get a date. It's because the in, re- in real life stuff is so difficult. You know what I mean? Or it's, there's all this weird barriers in real life that everyone feels like they have to do online dating. So since you have to do online dating, it's like all the best names in the space are like, yes, you have to come here. You have to get a product from me. So I'm going to rip you off. Like there's a hurricane. You're here. You need food because there's no food at the, at the house. I have some kitty. I have some kitty chow that I just relabeled tuna pellets. And now you're going to pay me hundreds of dollars for these fucking tuna pellets. I, dude, dude, I've I tried the the IRL dating, and it just it 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 because mm, not only it because some people I guess don't have the like you'll have the gumption right you'll have the gall to go up to somebody and be like hey like you're kind of cute like here's my number right but how do you how do you approach a woman in such a way that it's you're you're ex, you're exploring your intent but you're also not being a very aggressive male, right? Like you're, mm. you're not doing it so bad that they feel like they have to give you their number. And then they just kind of like ghost you or kind of like breadcrumb you along. And a lot of the times it just doesn't work, right? Like there's a couple of girls that I tried to get after IRL just the, this, these past couple of months where it's, you know, spri- sparking up a conversation. But then it was like, when, 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 when can I go out and see them? Right where are they at? When, when do I find them? And it's like, if I don't do it that first time I meet somebody or have that first conversation, I mean, I'd see him again for a couple of months. Right. Oh, no, it's, it's, I, I can tell you firsthand experience because, uh, my best friend, the, the woman with I'm with now, we mm-hmm. both used to attend the same place and regularly. And, and I was like, I, I never, but the in real life thing freaks you out because you're like, all right, you mm-hmm. meet them, like you know their name, and you do the normal human thing. You're like, hey, so and so, you tell your bartender, hey, tell me everything you know about this person, yeah. so I kind of have a point of reference. So, you, unlike you, you don't get the person's writing out all their bio. You're literally having you. The way you get a dossier on a dating website is is like some spy shit. Like I'm <laughs> when, in real life, you got to put it together yourself. So your dossier is always going to suck and it can be confusing. And so I start putting together an old. This is like high school now. So now I have a a dossier what I've heard from two other people. Uh, mm-hmm. What I know, I'm literally I, I have a, a notes app in in my Apple phone. And uh, usually when I meet a woman, like I'll put her name in there. And then as, as soon as I gather details, I'm like a fucking dude. I'm like Perry Mason, motherfucker. Someone's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> did you know that, uh, you know, she attended blah, 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 blah in the Midwest. And she got a degree in, in uh, anthropology. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. I'm like, what was the name of the school? I'm like Googling that later. I'm, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm fucking Perry Mason, motherfucker. I'm, I'm, I'm studying. I got fucking notes. And now what I'm doing just like a private fucking investigator. And this is mm-hmm. the problem with in real life dating. I'm staking this place out. Now I used to go there maybe one night a week to enjoy myself mm-hmm. now, because I know that there's, there's going to be a random chance that she will be there at this point, but I don't know when, because I can't call. Cause you don't, you're not there yet. You literally have to go from introduction, know each other. And then you're going for the information. And it, it's, it is hell. 
It is yeah. literal hell is my you, point. You, you <laughs> In real yourself, life is literal nightmare. <laughs> you find yourself going to quick trip for some of the dumbest stuff because you know you've seen her now twice during the the you know the the swing shift where everybody's getting off oh, of work. And if you, if you, you know, know where and if you know where she lives now, you don't do stalker shit again. No. We have a lot of guy listeners. No. You, you never go by the house, but hey, look, hey, you know, you know what? Hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. I'm gonna <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm channeling Shannon Sharp here, but look, 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 look. <laughs> If you if you know where she lives, you cannot go by the house. That's stalker no. shit. But 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 gentlemen, countrymen, if there's like a coffee shop or something near there, you can go to the area. I think it's okay. Yeah. You can go grocery shopping in that area. You can go get Starbucks in that area. Maybe because there's like a one in a billion chance that maybe there'll be an, an encounter. Like you're talking Powerball kind of odds, but that's okay. Driving by her house, not cool. Hanging out in the neighborhood, I'm gonna say okay to. What, what say well, you, Jerry? I mean, like if 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 you know that she free, like she lives over in this area, people tend tend to shop and and do a lot of their you know errands close by, right? So if you're adjusting your your schedule to make sure that you have a higher chance to meet her, I wouldn't say it's that weird, right? But as long yeah, as long as you're not driving by the house, but like. Summer, for instance, summer, this one girl that I, I liked, right? She worked at the quick trip, met her a couple times, and then I did the exact same thing. Roll up and I'm like, hey, Alyssa, you seem like a you seem like a gal who who knows things. And she's like, Why? I was like, What tell me, give me the lowdown on summer, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, Look, I'm I'm prior military. I, I gotta get the intel, right? I don't want to look like a dumbass. We gotta know. We have to know what yeah. all the details are. At least tell what you know. That's all I need to know. I just all the facts you know, I need to know. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, I walked up and I was like, Alyssa, give me the intel on uh on summer. I was like, What's up with summer? Is she single? Like, you know, what's going on? She's like, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I was like, look, I I'm prior military. I just want to get some intel because if I'm going to go in and look like a complete <laughs> asshole, I at least want to know if I'm going to walk home in shame and, and be prepared for that. Or like if I don't have a chance, I just won't even broach the subject because even I if don't. It's the, yeah. Even if it's the wrong intel, it, as long as you know there's an opening and you know it's not a true suicide mission, but you know there, the probability for failure is extremely high. A fake detail is better than no detail. Yeah, because if if they're like, oh yeah, no, Summer's Summer's got a hardcore boyfriend that she's been with for a number of years, or yeah, she's mentioned him a bunch of times. It's like, all right, all right, all right. It's I'm just I'm gonna go somewhere else now, right? Like I I, I can officially do it. Like it's not I'm not I'm not gonna you know pull a Suicide Squad because let's let's face it, I'm not a DC movie, all right. I'm not a lovable dipshit character who's gonna explode with polka dots and save the world. That's not happening with Jared. Well, see, the problem here is like when you run into it got so bad there where after we became Facebook friends, like I would I looked back through the prior timeline. Right. Again, mm-hmm. I don't I, Jared's going to check me here. Jared's going to let me know if this is stalking or not stalking. So, Jared, <laughs> I looked back through a timeline on Facebook, stalking or not stalking. Not not stalking. Okay, like if it's stalking. if it's a new if it's new person, you're. Yeah, yeah. New, you're, we're new friends. Intel, for the first time. Yeah. You're collecting okay. intel. Okay, now I'm scrolling down. I see a post from three weeks before we we really started talking. It says like, "Hey, isn't it funny? I just got out of the grocery store and I got a box of wine and blah blah blah." Like it's a silly single woman joke, right? Yeah. So I see that. Boom! I go. I I take note. I go. Okay, it was a Tuesday. That was the day that she said she went grocery shopping. That's where she got the wine. I scroll back more. Again, digging for intel. I find another instance where she mentions leaving the grocery store. 
again, Tuesday night. Now, now that I know, now I'm taking a shot in the dark. Now I have another shot in the dark because I can't be going to this place and getting drunk every night. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a person who loves to drink, but I eat even two nights in a row, two nights in a row. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want this anymore. Like I'm thinking about praying to Christ. More. Like I can't, I can't do two, but I was doing four or five. So now I know Tuesday's where it's at. So now I start shopping. <laughs> I'm like trying to backtrack how much time it would take to get out, get all your groceries out there and then make a Facebook post versus like how, how long would that take? So I can kind of figure out the arrival time. So now I'm okay, basically okay. So, now am, so are we you, stalking you, now? You've you've immediately so you've immediately so okay, figuring out every Tuesday she goes shopping, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, she shops around six o'clock, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna ma- I if I need to go grocery shopping, I'm gonna go on a Tuesday night and I'm gonna try to go around this time. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little stalkerish. <laughs> it, I, I will admit it is a little stalkerish. Because you were trying to you were trying to make something happen at that current in time when you're already Facebook friends, when you mm. could just send her a Facebook message and be like, hey cutie, uh when do you, you want to go shopping together? Right? You could just do some bullshit like that where it's a weird odd, a different date, right? A different first date. And the moment you try to go, how can I make sure that I run into her? That is the moment that you get you you go stalker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> where you're trying to get it down to the minute. If you're just like, ah, every Tuesday she goes shopping, fuck it. Every Tuesday I go shopping at this grocery store. That is not Stalkers, that's on the line. That's that gray, right? You're like, mm. but once you're like, all right, how long does it take to make a post? What does she what does she post it? How did and that's 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 stalker. That's, that's stalker. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah, that so, is officially crossing the line. Well, now that I feel terrible like a stalker what's the most stalkerish thing you've done jared i just go to like i just go to quick trip too much <laughs> like that's I, I know she works there i know she typically runs the, the swing shift and so like if i can find an excuse in my brain to go to quick trip i just go to quick trip like if i'm like i'm in the mood for hash browns fuck it quick trip has got hash browns i don't have hash browns let's go and then like i end up not getting hash browns so like I Maybe guess that's, that's really why... the only stalker thing that I do is just go to the places of business of the girls that I enjoy. Where they're forced to be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. It's not even a chance encounter, at least in, in my example. It, there still could be things that go wrong. It's more of an, a really, really educated guess. Well, the same, same dude, if you, Quick Trip is but like a gas never, station. It never worked out anyway. Yeah. Like, it was always, it, people, my whole premise that if you shop on a Tuesday, twice in six months that means you always shop and it, it doesn't work like that yeah. <laughs> yeah much much time later i found out she was like i don't know what day i should i go on whatever day I, I was less of a pain in the ass i've never thought about which day I, why would i only go on one day <laughs> I, and then again I'm, I'm pretty sure the girls that i wanted to talk to were like the 23 to 27 right that's what their age range and so they were still technically college kids mm. and their schedules are all fucked up so that's why i was if i could find a chance to go i'd go and it was always funny because the days that I wouldn't be prepared to talk to her and I wouldn't, I'd have like a legitimate reason to go there. She would be there. And then the days where I'm like, Oh, I'll try it. Just never there. Right. So oh, man. Yeah. When I was going to the, I was going to the place, like I'd always be prepared. I'd always be prepared. And I'd be like, and then it'd be like two weeks and I'd be like, nah, I fuck it. I'm not going to worry about it. And then 
boom, then he shows up out of nowhere. And then I'm like, ah, I have to remember all my material. I retired yeah. this material. Where yeah. is it? Like, I forgot. What it was. And there was a, it, that's why you got to take notes, take notes on your phone. Uh, uh, but, uh, well, gentlemen, we're, I, I have to throw this out there where next week will be the, uh, the week of hype. Uh, pre Super Bowl week, so uh, mm-hmm. we might have to. Depending on, the, send us your emails. If you have, I've been. I, I what I think we need to do is we need to do a answers here. We need to we help need to the men of America. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. The men need to know. They got lots of questions. We there's no need to spend a week after the the these games because these games are where it's at. You got a week full of hype, so it's going to be a week full of press conferences and talking and. Uh, clip shows god forbid it's the lions because then it's going to be nothing but like clips from that that season of hard knocks like you're going to see basically the entire season of hard knocks spread out through tv and commercials and ad campaigns but so next week uh, we're going to help you guys out we're going to take men's issues head on we're going to fight for you we're going to answer your questions not your not your regular questions your man questions and i've thought of this just right now in my own head what we'll do there's there's a lot of things that you you like you can say like uh that come off a little bitchy that are normal things that we should all accept like i'm sorry so we're going to give you some alternatives to instead of saying bitch type things you can make it sound more masculine okay like Jared's say it's Jared's birthday. Instead of saying, Hey Jared, happy birthday. So you sound a little bit like a Nancy, right? And I'm just comes off a little neutral, mm-hmm. maybe a little, you know, a little fruity. You're like, Oh my gosh, what Mark's happy about my birthday. Like that's <laughs> well fruit. Like, you know what I mean? Just, you might have that okay. passing thought, but if I was, if I was to say, I celebrate another year of your legacy, bro. That's fucking corny as shit. <laughs> No, it's not. You're telling me you wouldn't like that more? I, I would like, prefer like, hey, you leveled up. Good job, buddy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you, you leveled level up. Level 36. Congratulations to make it to oh, level wait, no. 36. Am I level 37? I don't know that's, how old I am. That that tells you you're not playing the game very well if you don't no, even know. No, I fucking suck at life. 2024 minus my birthday. Yeah, I'll be I'll be level 37 this year. Yeah. So if I said, "Hey, congratulations on going to level thirty-seven. Yeah, or I said, "Congratulations on going to level thirty-seven, King." Don't call me a king. <laughs> We're going to provide you with instead of giving answers that are that are mid that are neutral. We're going to give you more masculine answers, and we have masculine answers to your questions. So make sure you're looking out for us next week for answers. Um, same. Bat time, same bat channel, and then the week after uh, the programming note would be the the Friday right before the Super Bowl. We will have an episode, and that will be our roundtable. We're gonna have Eric, we're gonna have uh, Jared. I will be there, and then we probably have two other guests we want to bring on as well. So we're gonna have a true roundtable. We're mm-hmm. only going to be talking about the game, Super Bowl hype, Super Bowl history, and then the shocking return after long last. So this is this is why I tell the college people who just listen to the college football show, you got to listen to the NFL show too. Mock my world will be returning for the special superb owl uh, roundtable. So look for that as well. Mock my world Super Bowl. 
get ready for that in two weeks. But next week will be my answers. We'll have fun. And then boom, we'll have our rant round table. That'll be the only episode that week, but it'll be a blowout. Probably it's, it's probably going to be a little bit like a file under entertainment. Like one of those ones where Jake, David and uh, uh, Jake has got his, uh, you know, country dirge song about a dead woman <laughs> in a trailer park <laughs> that's being molested by her third cousin <laughs> while her mom writes a song about it on a banjo <laughs> like it's gonna be that kind of long <laughs> oh god <laughs> i mean uh, I, there's I'm, I'm a excited. hype man i've always worked <laughs> yeah no oh, sorry <laughs> i just like as long as it doesn't turn into a david's sad sob story i'm okay with it right you know like i'm all down for a good weird odd hillbilly you know real twangy odd odd story but it's just when it's sad i don't fucking care like i i come on a podcast to be happy to be excited i don't want to hear sad shit unless it's a sad episode and this is this is a mock my world where i used to fucking get so excited to do these and now that it's coming back and now that i'm able to do it again I don't want to hear your sad sob bullshit. I want to hear about how you got laid by your second cousin. It was your first experience, and now she's your wife, and she does all this crazy bullshit, and it's that weird twangy country bullshit, right? Like, that's what I want. I just don't want sad nonsense. Because usually that's what's accompanied when it's Jake and David, so. Oh, well. I'm going to be interviewing David, by the way. Another programming note. Uh, yeah, me and David are going to be uh, he'll be coming together on in February, and we're going to be doing a riff track on uh, uh, Groundhog Day. So that should be a lot of fun. You so, mean Jake? Jake. I'm sorry. I always get yep. mixed up. Yeah, Jake is the one with the, the beard. Very, very bald, right? Very bald, very big beard. He's the one very that had beautiful. to watch Groundhog Day yep. every day mm-hmm. for an entire year. Uh, he... he, 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 he he typically laughs at all my jokes every time we're on an episode together. So he's a man I love, appreciate, yeah. gosh bless him and protect him. Uh, truly a, a king. If, if it was his birthday, if it was his birthday, instead of saying happy birthday, I'd say I celebrate another chapter in the legacy that, what's his name? Of King Jake. King Jake. Yeah. He. Boom. Dude, all he he giggles at the dumb shit I do, the the dumb things I say. Like, I he's that friend you always want around you, right? Yeah, because like he, he he's laughs the, at your jokes. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you want around you. You know, shit. Yeah, even if you know what I like that friend, even if that friend act, like smells in real life, I'm willing to overlook that. <laughs> I that I bet nice. you Jake is one of the Jake is a ride or die motherfucker. Like I would love to have Jake near me at all costs i would love to hang out with the dude i would thoroughly enjoy making it making it an actual front like he would, would, he probably I, smells like he probably smells like a sasquatch with like those those new earthy no. like men type of soaps you know like oh, the sasquatch, yeah, 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 like yeah. like the one that's called like rail gun you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> what does the rail like, gun smell like this is what it smells like you're like because you're like, this soap is called a rail gun? Like a fucking rail gun? And it's got a picture of a guy holding a rail gun. You're like, what the fuck? And the other one is like uh, bourbon mash. Like, like yeah. Like, it, does this make sense? There's always going to be one guy who like gets in there first. And then you're like, why the fuck do you smell so good? And they're like, yo, it's rail gun. 
<laughs> yes, it's real gun. Uh, I, I like I what I was trying to say there because I couldn't fucking speak and I s- kept stuttering. Like I I would really like to to be friends IRL with Jake, where like you know because you and I are obviously half a country apart. But mm-hmm. like if I had the opportunity to move there or if he was going to move in my area, same thing with like you and Eric. Like I would absolutely love <laughs> to be able to like constantly just hang out in the real world with you guys. That's that because Jake is that cool of a wingman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a real one. He's a real one. So I can't wait to see him in the, in December coming up. But uh, well, let's uh, let's get into our rundown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to transition from no. all of that. But here we go. What the hell is a rundown? The Rundown. We have a full episode, a full episode already in the can right now at this point, yeah. but this is your rundown for Friday, January 26th. Uh, oh, sorry. No, it's a sad Saturday, January 27th, 2024, nice. episode number 206. Make sure following us on Twitter slash X at E-V-L-M-R-K and look for hashtag EMS 206 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about today's episode. And if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content on TikTok and Instagram at Ask Evil Mark. All right. So AFC Championship, NFC Championship games are happening this Sunday. We will have our Super Bowl competitors. The Chiefs are threatening to play in their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. Mahomes trying to go full TV 12, but the Ravens and the Ravens D stands in the way. And on the other side, two new competitors enter the arena. The Niners were the surprise team last year. No surprises this year. Far and away the best team in the NFC all year long, but the Lions have shown more than just grit to make it to their first NFC Championship game in 32 years. You have to go back to January 12th, 1992, when they got their doors blown off, to even remember the last time they played in a in a conference championship game. Everything is on the line this weekend, and we will be breaking down all the action and giving you our picks. Also, we're ramping up our superb Owl Roundtable Part 3. Eric will be at attendance. Jared will be there. We have special guests. Uh, make sure you're joining us Friday, February 8th. That's when that episode drops. That's when the episode actually comes out, Friday, February 8th. And next week, though, like I mentioned, will be our counter-programming. We will be giving you Mansers next week. Uh, uh, and then we will we'll see from there. More to come. Uh, also, it's Friday, so we're handing out some hardware and throwing out some penalty flags. The best awards and penalties all in professional sorts. But first, before we jump into Thursday, let's give some shout-outs to our listeners and supporters. Mr. Unlimited. Before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode's description to find the links to all our social media pages, where to get your Evil Mark Show t-shirt, links to our sponsors, the Evil Mark Show Discord, and also you can contact us anytime by emailing the show at show at evilmark.com. Once again, that's show, S-H-O-W, at evilmark.com. Uh, shout out to these listeners in particular who email us every week, continue to support us. Jenna P, Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, Tyrone in Minneapolis, Mizzou Man, you heard my alert, and Jennifer in Schenectady. That's one of you guys. Actually, yes, it is somebody emailing us right now. It's, it's actually James Harden's exquisite beard. Thank you, James, for interrupting the show. You finally got some play. But more importantly, every Friday, Saturday, any day of the week, he could show up at any moment. Mm-hmm. He could be here. Uh, it, Jared joins us. He's the host of the podcast. Nobody's listening. I, I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking.
Jared, we know so much about you within the first two hours of this podcast. <laughs> but <Yep. laughs> tell us a little bit about Nobody's Listening, what it is, and where can we find it? Uh, Nobody's Listening is a fun, random Redditness podcast, uh, basically about absolutely nothing, just four friends hanging out, talking about dumb stuff. Um, I'm joined by Jake and David from Let's Play Death Ray. Uh, Kyle is there in spirit, where I am the intern of my own show. Uh, every Saturday morning, we drop bright and early so if you're one of those early risers the show is always available for you to listen to uh this episode number 211 is called dragon ball year in review and br- vibrators are like soda um what? so i don't know i apparently so jake so jake got jake did that poll on to on twitter right mm-hmm. where he had to what podcast does he have to listen through all the way through until he and until he basically reaches the beginning of it, right? And then he's going to pick a new one. You guys decided to vote for my podcast, right? So he is currently burning through all episodes of Nobody's <laughs> Listening from the beginning to the end. And uh, he he's like, I have some complaints that I wanted to talk to you about on air. I was like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. And apparently I had likened sex toys to soda. <laughs> in one of my episodes way back in the beginning and we talked about that for a little bit and then yeah <laughs> i don't know like i i forgot i had mentioned something like that and he brought it back up and was like oh okay and then we talked about it for a little bit jeez yeah there's always something new happening and then the week before you had the the special uh the military yep. episode with everybody who was there uh, that was all kinds of sorts of fun uh there's all kinds of really great stuff nobody's listening uh nobody's listening uh apple spotify is probably the best option uh but anywhere else yep. that they offer podcasts go ahead and cop a listen this week this sounds like a good one and then you can always go back into the, his archive there's a ton of so you're how many episodes you're like two something yourself 211 episodes Oof, man. The, i have not missed a saturday the streak 200. i i am like aaron Rodgers and brett favre right i i've not missed a snap well, where's the celebration? You didn't do anything for 100. You didn't do anything for 200. Like, what, oh, no, I, I did something for 100. What did you do for 100? Uh, episode 100, I actually interviewed... Well, that's not how... No, no, don't want to replace a bunch of them. Um, episode 100, I interviewed a couple people who like had birds, right? Because this was still back when it was feather, Feathers and Friends. And uh, just clicking back through it here. God damn. So many episodes. Uh, episode 100 is the parroting episode. It was like, I think two or three people that I interviewed uh, just about their birds and the, the different, the different oh, ways. Isn't there all kinds of bird noise on that one? If I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, did listen it, to that one. Yes. Well, Cause uh, one of them, uh, she had a GCC, a little green cheek conure, and it was so adorable because she was a teacher and the green cheek was just sitting on her shoulder the entire time just a chirp chirping up a storm dude like it was so adorable to to watch and to listen and be like oh so there are some ones that are just out there and like the her her butt little gcc was just being the sweetest little thing <laughs> talking up a storm and then the other girl i talked to i think had like a cockatiel or something and the cockatiel just didn't give a flying fuck like <laughs> they were just like what i'm on i don't care fuck off and i was like oh wow okay so it, it kind of showed the the drastic difference I was going to do that for 200, but nobody, nobody wanted to get on the episode. And, um, 
that was actually when Jake and David, I think, were first coming on the podcast. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, that, that's fair. Well, make sure you go check out Nobody's Listening. It is available on all major platforms. Um, and then also, uh, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. They say I had a Twitter site. Once again, that's E-V-L-M-R-K. Look for hashtag EMS206 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we're talking about today's episode. You can also DM me there, and I will respond. Come check out your boy Pinguino on the Twitter. But it's time. It's time. That's my ball right there. It's not the world now. It's not the whole world. It's time for our segment, Hardware and Penalty Flags. Now, Hardware and Penalty Flags is our version of an NFL weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best. We throw penalty flags on the week's worst. Uh, Jared, would you get us start us off this week and uh, hand out your first piece of hardware or throw your first penalty flag? I feel like everyone's shitting on Taylor Swift right now, so I don't really care that I'm going to continue to do it. Apparently, there was a tweet. That somebody had thrown out, and Mark, if you would be so kind as to do your thing with that. Um, somebody had mentioned, uh, here we go, here it is, uh, FanDuel tweeted out, fucking FanDuel, should Taylor Swift get a ring if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Question mark, with a ring emoji, and it's got her, and she's actually wearing a pretty cool Travis Kelsey uh, zip-up jacket, and Des Bryant put it perfectly. Uh, he <laughs> retweeted, chill the fuck out. Um, we i i don't know i don't know how much money is being allocated to people who are trying to hype taylor the fuck up about this whole chiefs thing or about what's happening or why it's happening we we need to go she she she's not an honorary anything right she let's if we're going to put this into perspective she is the fucking girlfriend of Travis Kelfi. If S- Simone Bile, I think is how you pronounce her name, who is literally married to one of the Green Bay Packers cornerbacks, right? Doesn't make it a big deal. It hides in the... She's a fucking U.S. Olympic athlete who is currently going to be participating in the Paris, in Paris, right? For Team USA. Taylor fucking Swift is a music personality bullshit cult leader, Right. Simone Biles should be getting way more attention and should be getting way more praise and, and media attention. But no, this fucking bitch, let's give her a fucking ring. No, no, you give it to like Miss, you give it to Miss Bile, right? Because she's a fucking U.S. Olympic athlete who's basically married to one of the Green Bay Packers. No, 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 no. This, this has me so livid because there are so many other women that are attached to NFL players that should be more deserving than Swift, who just happened to get lucky because Travis was like, I'm a big fucking deal. Let me slide into her DMs. <laughs> right? And then Taylor was probably like, oh, this is a big power couple move. No, fuck off. You don't get a ring. You don't. You did nothing. You look stupid on TV. You did nothing. It's certainly been the the the, 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 the season, uh, the, the story of the season, just kind of overwrote everything and then there was the camera always pointed at her and then there's the oh she doesn't like all that attention and the nfl is like no we were like we do that because you guys like all that like it's there's been this weird finger pointing and hype throughout the entire Chiefs season it's it's I, I i can't get into the back half of my thought here because it's 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 my final piece of hardware but there is there is one there is one final hope there is one man who can deliver and save us from this nightmare there's one man, and we'll, we'll, I have a piece of hardware for him at, at the end of uh, our segment today. Well, 
Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. It just it it bothers me wildly that there are there are way more deserving of women who are attached to the NFL and Ms. Bile is is the only only one that I can think of because like I've recently seen them trying to make a big deal of it and she is so humble about it, man. She is so humble about her 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 spouse on the Green Bay Packers and it's just it's so nice to see that she's just pro Green Bay whatever. And it just to see the whole swift nonsense, it's just it it's driving. It's it's like the kneeling. Remember how like halfway through the season we kept talking about it. And the more we talked about it, the more I just wanted to fucking yeah, suck start a just, nine mil. It was like, come on, guys. It just becomes it, it's become such a huge issue. It kind of overtakes the game. It's like this huge yeah. thing hanging over. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to we got to talk about that. And we got to get the camera runner and then let's see what they're doing. She changed the lyric to one of her songs. Like uh, it becomes like this whole gossip TMZ kind of dirty, dirty rag kind of attached to sports. It's like, nah, I just, just want to see yeah, the I teams see. play. I don't need to. I need I don't need the gossip part. I don't need the world of the news uh, on the top of the the stack here mark um, do you want some actual gossip though yeah i love some actual gossip so i saw this last night and i i was gonna i was gonna change one of my flags but i i wanted to get your reaction to this because i know we talked about firings and hirings and everything that was going on uh this this uh facebook called the sports troll so i don't know how legitimate this is the <laughs> sports troll because we all know jim harbaugh got hired by uh the chargers right Breaking. Colin Kaepernick is reportedly set to return to the NFL after one of the contract stipulations placed in Jim Harbaugh's new contract with the Chargers reportedly states that the head coach can sign the former 49ers quarterback to the active roster. Mind blown emoji. Nothing official has been announced yet, but sources say a substantial contract offer is, quote, in the works, end quote, for Kaepernick for Kaepernick to back up current Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert because famously remember when he did the workout at Michigan who was there standing dumbfounded behind him watching so uh little little bit of I I don't know if I should have changed it but I really wanted to rag on uh Taylor so yeah Jim Hart yeah I I can totally see that that being that that being the case there he might give I them giving him a substantial contract that's the part that's bullshit there's no way they're going to give uh Kaepernick a ton of money, but there was there's a damn good chance that they would let him try out. It, it, he wouldn't be a threat to Justin Herbert. No, in a billion years, he would never be a threat to just Justin Herbert is, is one of the top like, five to seven quarterbacks in the entire league. I'd just say top has, five, yeah. yeah. But he's such a shit around him, and they just don't have very. They've hasn't had good coaching. Like he's going to be fine. Like he, I would, if Kaepernick does end up there riding the pine, he's like the third string guy. I, I say, just ignore him. It, it's no big deal. He, he he'll never see the field at all. I mean, it, it could be a very like, cause remember how Brock Purdy, how we were like, how the fuck did Brock Purdy start? There's no way he's like a third, 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 right? Maybe that would be a way that he gets on the field again. Um, or maybe he could just be one of those practice guys, but yeah, I don't, if, if he makes it, um, I know we were kind of talking a, a little bit about it last night on Final entertainment, go check out the a episode, uh, where I dove a little too much into the AVP lore, but it's going to woke, right? We mm. talked about it with the Ace Ventura thing. Like it, it, you go too woke, it makes it fuck up. Right. And that's kind of where I feel like going back to that conversation about Kaepernick. 
the problem wasn't the kneeling. The problem wasn't the media coverage. The problem was he just he was a subpar quarterback. They're, like, don't get me wrong. He was great. He was really, really good. But in terms of the rest of the NFL, compared to all of us, Joe Schmoes, he was a par quarterback. He was a Teddy Bridgewater. You know, he was somebody that you brought in as a as a transition till you could find somebody or to help your season tank. Right. He just he wasn't that spectacular. He was like um, Matt Hasselback. Right. Had a couple good games where he was just fantastic. But beyond those amazing games that he had every once in a while, it was just too much attention for somebody who was very, very average. Yeah, kind of mediocre. Lost his job going into that season when he started the kneeling. This was a guy who had a terrible training camp, especially adjusting to the uh, to the offense. The changes in the offense just seemed to, to stall him out. This is a guy in college. Uh, was a focal point of the of a system that revolved around the pistol only because these were plays that he knew from his from his high school. So I mean, this has been mm-hmm. a guy who has always kind of had a ten cent head. But Harbaugh being Harbaugh, he Harbaugh loves a, a good camera. He loves ESPN foaming at the mouth to find out what he's going to say or what he's doing. He definitely loves all the attention. So for him to take over the chargers and they have like an open workout with Colin Kaepernick, even if they sign him or not, it creates just enough buzz to kind of create a, to get some energy going around a a team, which has been every time we even think about the chargers, we think about like, what a bunch of cock teasers or what a shit team. Like, why can't they get it together? Like that's the only thought when you think of the chargers. No, no. My, my thought is, wow, it must be nice to get, it must be nice to suck that bad. And to have that, that like, Think about this though. Like you, you are in the NFL, right? As a charger, you're in the NFL. You're getting paid to play a game. You lose and you're like, Oh, that sucks. Well, I can just go to the beach. I'm in LA. And you're like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> or like if you lose to Green Bay in Green Bay, you're like, Oh, maybe I get a, you know, Green Bay is known. Wisconsin is known for its hospitality and it's, it's great people. And even if you win, even the Packers nation would be like, Hey, uh, yeah, uh, Herbert, like, good game, man. I'm, I, you, you beat us fair and square. Hey, do you want to try apple pie? Like, like that's, you know, I, I feel like it's not that bad to be a charger because of all the other things. Yeah, you never make it to playoffs. Yeah, you never get the wild card or playoff bonuses. Yeah, it kind of sucks. But you get a good paycheck and you're in the NFL and you live in Los Angeles. It can't be that bad. Uh, yeah, it can't be. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's my thought, but y- y- your thought is better. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get to my first one. I'm going to throw a penalty flag. I'm throwing a penalty flag on uh, Mr. Q Aaronon, ah. double A, <laughs> double Lions, Aaron Rodgers. In case you missed it, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers played his first round of golf since undergoing surgery for a torn Achilles, suffered in week one of the NFL season. Not only that, Rodgers supposedly sank a hole-in-one in his first round of golf with his friends, mm. the miracle mm. shot supposedly occurred on the 17th hole at Shadow Creek Golf Course in Las Vegas during a round with Jets offensive lineman Max Mitchell, Chris Glazer, and Connor McGovern. Uh, oh, and this was the caption on the Instagram post uh, from um, Shadow Creek Golf Course. They said, O-line trip, first round post-surgery. Las Vegas, Shadow Creek, number 17. Aaron Rodgers wrote alongside a photo of himself and a group supposedly taken just before the shot. Let's take a photo, boys. Moments later, hole 
in one. Now, the reason the word supposedly keeps coming up is because there wasn't actually any video of the ball going into the hole. There was a video of Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers looking amazed and his boys laughing about it. Let me play. Let me play you the video. <laughs> hole one. Oh my God. Yeah, you're good. Hole in one, baby. Hole in one. I, Jared, the, I mean, just because there's no video of the actual shot, but I, I think I'm okay with it. I don't <laughs> think him and his boys are making up the fact that he got a hole in one. I think there's general in, in that video. I mean, his boy, that's general excitement. <laughs> hole in one. Oh my god. Like, that sounds genuine. That sounds real. Why would his boy I, say that? Yeah, yeah, I I mean, sure, but like I don't know. I it just feels weird. Like why 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 are we hmm cuz it's the hole in one then they start pulling out their phones and they start recording. They weren't recording every single shot. So no, I mean, no. So he hits the hole in one, they pull out their cameras and they start like, "Oh shit, bro, hole in one, hole in one." I can believe that. I, I maybe I'm a sap, but I believe what? it. I think it's real. Okay, no, I think I think it's real too, but I, I get the connection. Is this Mark? Are you saying that Aaron Rodgers is back and he's going to be amazing this next year because he hit a hole in one on his first? I, well, no, running? I mean, no, I don't think he's. Uh, I I think he will be. He'll be able to play. I think he'll okay. be able to play at a high level as long as they can, especially if they can get some time in the offseason, beef up that offensive line. They can mm-hmm. add some help there. He probably would have to reduce. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be he'll okay. be a p- pretty damn good starter, just like Tom Brady was near the end. Like maybe there'll be one more good year out of him, and then another really ma- mediocre year. But it'll be mm-hmm. like a pretty good year instead of having a terrible quarterback. Like I think there's two years of of juice left in that. that okay. Orange. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna fake a hole in one, especially if it's him and his boys. Like somebody's gonna call him on his bullshit, or it's one of the most elaborate trolls that that they've ever done before. But I was I was I was trying to figure out why we're talking about Aaron Rodgers when he's not even close to being in the playoffs or having anything closely related to the playoffs. So, but yeah, well, it, here's what he, this is what's wrong here is like okay. the guy hits a hole in one. And okay. then people don't even want to believe. It. They think everything is a conspiracy. Ever since he got the, he kicked off the the, the Pat McAfee show, uh, how do how are we supposed to find out about like his darkness retreats and the Iowa? <laughs> how are we supposed to find out about all this stuff anymore if we, he's not on there? Where are we supposed to get our, our Aaron Rodgers news? This is uh, okay. my this, concern. <laughs> this this one is purely for Mark. Okay, no, that makes sense. This one's purely for Mark and his his tinfoil hat. I mean, yeah, I I kind of want to like, I I like I like I like your Aaron Rodgers things because it just it shows me like how it's, when he keeps failing, it just makes me feel that much better, right? It just makes me feel that much better where you we hear all this crazy nonsense that goes on, and you're like, yeah, but Rodgers, you're not winning games, you're not looking good at all, you're looking more like a loser, you're looking it's it's. It's like Donald Trump, right? Like sometimes you, you got to wrangle him in, and you got to be like, Mister Mister Pre- Mister uh, Ex President, stick to the script, right? Just just stick in your lane, just just do this one thing. Because when you let it, it feels like if you let Aaron Rodgers just go do his thing, like he just makes himself look stupid sometimes. <laughs> and it, I, I kind of like it because I'm, you know, I'm a Packer fan, but <laughs> I, I, 
I now get I get what you're talking about because now we don't get to hear about all the shenaniganry. Because I mean, if they're suppressing Rogers, what else are they suppressing out there for mm-hmm. us, Mark? Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. Exactly see, right. Blue agrees with us. He's he's just as upset. He's just as upset. <laughs> he, knows. he knows. Yeah. Uh, what's your next uh, hardware penalty fly for? Well, I do want to talk about the Green Bay Packers firing Joe Barry, their defensive coach who who's been with the Green Bay Packers for three years. Um, but Mark, let me ask you this. Has the Green Bay Packer defense ever been that good? They were really good this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if historically they had to have been better in the past. I guess with Reggie White. I mean, just I'm mm-hmm. assuming. But for for where they were this past year, no, they haven't been this good in, in quite a while. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, yeah, if we go back to like Reggie White, Gilbert Brown, those guys. You know, uh, AJ Hawk, and um, you know, uh, oh God. Uh, Clay Matthews, right? Like we go back then, right? And then when we we took a step from the departure from there, they've kind of been like struggling defensive wise to just try to like get good and get better. And they they do the typical Packer thing where they where they pull a lot of interception, you know, they pull interceptions out to clinch games, just like they did against the Steelers in the Super Bowl. They have those immaculate interceptions, but it's like the Packers got farther than they ever thought they would get. The, than a lot of people thought they would get this year. Their defense actually looks pretty surprisingly good against some top-notch teams. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys. They almost beat the 49ers, who everyone thought was going to steamroll everybody, proving that the 49ers had a weakness, and I think the Lions are going to be able to exploit that weakness. And then what do they go do when they fire Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, their defensive coach that basically helped get them to this point? No, that's no, you no, don't do that. Why would you do that? The, the Packers defense has, has always had issues. They've always not been able to stop the run effectively, but for them to fire their head coach when the whole, the whole team has been looking quite amazing this year. And the defense has been pretty surprising at some moments, you know, where you would expect them to flounder or fail. And they've been able to put up some big stops to help get them to where they were at. And then you go and fire Joe Barry. I don't think that's the right move. I just, I don't believe it. Yeah. Like that guy is so good. I think he'll, he'll end up, he'll be a defensive coordinator. If not next year, like the following year, like he'll probably go somewhere, be a, a, a position coach, and then he'll be right back to being a, a defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it also makes me wonder, like, who are they going to get who's so much better right now? Like, yeah. You still have head coaching jobs open. So that with two head co- coaching job opens, there's four coordinator roles open. Like, it just, yeah, it, it, it didn't have to be like that. They didn't have to fire him like that. Who, who are they going to get that's better? That's yeah. that much better to change everything. They they they've taken a team where we go. How do we have Aaron Rodgers and we're we're not making it to Super Bowls? We're losing to the Lions at home. You know, a win and we're in situation, and we just don't get it done. And then this season, everyone's like, "Well, I mean, if they're five hundred, it's it's a win." And we the Packers. I'm talking like it's it, I'm on the team. And then the <laughs> Packers the Packers make it this far into the season where like a lot of us. We're thinking the Packers just aren't going to win the wild card. They're not. And then they do. And then people are like, yeah, no, they can beat the 40. Like they thought it was going to be a massive blowout. And it's a close enough game to where. And here's a fun thing that we're going to be talking about again. 
kicker, like, you know, a rookie kicker misses in a bigger game. Okay, understandable. And now they're thinking of moving off of him again because they did say fire, you know, letting Crosby go is a big mistake. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> but like the Packers got farther than a ton of us thought we would do. They played way better against the four, the, the San Francisco 49ers who bull rushed everybody. And then they're almost losing to the Packers. You you kind of take stock and go, the Packers were were good, like legitimately good this year. And it took a lot for them to to fail. And then you're going to fire the defensive head coach when the defense is never, arguably never looked better. Yes, Darnell Savage, not as good and dominant as we would hope he would be. There's a couple guys that are just slip, slip, slipping as cornerbacks, right? And they're struggling, but they did good. Why would you? I don't know. It just, it feels like they're trying to find an answer when, when it's just, let's do what the Rams did, copy paste the next year, and then just not shit the bed and be hungover. Mm. My, I'm sorry, change it thoughts. I got a little angry there. <laughs> no worries. Well, I'll move on to our next one. Uh, I, I have a piece of hardware and I have it for Detroit's Lions quarterback. Uh, I was about to call him Jordan, but Jared Goff. Uh, now, plenty of people put a fair amount of uh, stock into what to the hot takes that Skip Bayless pumps out on a regular basis. But Jared Goff, Jared Goff is not a fan. Now, on Sunday, the Detroit Lions earned the right to face off against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game, a contest where Jared Goff and company had the chance to do what no other team in the history of the franchise has been able to do, play in the actual Super Bowl. The Lions will be facing a bit of an uphill battle in that showdown as the Niners are currently odds-on favorite to win the big game, and Detroit heads into Sunday as a seven-point underdog on the road. Uh, so this all led to Skip Bayless and his wonderful take. Uh, and let me quote here. Let me see if I got sound for you here. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I just Here is the take of Skip Bayless. I don't have sound of Skip Bayless. I have sound of Jared Goff's reaction. So the take that pissed Jared Goff off is this quote, congrats lions. You have won the right to get blown out at San Francisco, but Hey, great year. End quote. <laughs> Skip Bayless. Hey, congratulations lions. Wow. Now you're going to get destroyed by the 49ers. Good year, by the way, like total, total shit. But Goff took to 97.1, the ticket for an interview where he decided to take his shots back at, Skip Bayless. Here's a little bit of that audio. Hey, does uh, does bulletin board material matter to you guys at all? Uh, it depends what it is. What, what do you got? Skip Bayless, after your game, tweeted out the following. No, I don't care about anything he says. You can stop now. <laughs> it's, it's not... I love it. No, yeah. no oxygen. <laughs> no oxygen. Yeah, no. It, 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 anything those guys say on daytime TV, you can you can skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> wow jared goff basically just saying like oh all those guys are full of shit <laughs> oh my i dude i fucking i love jared goff you were my spirit animal sir <laughs> putting it out there putting them on blast that's why i had to give this piece of hardware to jared goff uh breaking it down uh won't even doesn't even want the bulletin board material he's like nah I, I don't care about anything he says. You can stop now. And just the censure, any, anything those guys say on daytime TV, you can skip over that. Do you, 
I love it because he's like, does bulletin board material? And he's like, hey, what do you got? Like, yeah, what do you got? Like yeah, acting yeah, like yeah. he's curious. And he's like, yeah, Skip Bayless tweeted out. I mean, no. like, I I could tell Jared wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to be polite about it, and then he just he he uh, he gunslinged it there, right? Just cross body, cross field. Uh, but this time he connected, unlike Favre and Rogers. And don't give a fuck. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a, he gets my award. So yeah, great one. Who's your last piece of hardware flag for? Yeah, I, I want to give a, a shout out to the curse uh, is real. Just like the trophy I'm handing out for the kick heard around the world, the fucking Bills lose again to the Chiefs because wide right. We all know the, the line. He will. Oh, I thought you were teasing. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Go, go, go. That, no, four yards. Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. <laughs> it, Damn. They got to throw that little that little twist at the end. The I, worst I, words in Buffalo. I I do like because if I if I remember correctly, that announcer refrains from talking about statistics of kickers because he's so good at jinxing them. Uh, I, th- I think it was like halfway through last season. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to give the stats until after they kick or something like that. Cause he's like, I don't want to jinx them. Cause it, I think it was like last year, he jinxed a couple of streaks ending. He's like, yeah, he's never missed in the last 500 field goals or something. He's Boom. This is a short chip shot from 20 yards. And then if they're like, oh my God, he missed it. But yeah, fucking wide right. First Super Bowl ever that the Bills could have won wide right with that one handlebar, you know, helmet kicker, whatever guy with I, I, I glasses. Have, I have that clip right here. As yes, well. play it. You know, I love the Super Bowl. This is the first Super Bowl that I really was an NFL fan. Like, I really watched every game that year and was, I wasn't a, a Bills fan or, or, uh, uh, anything like that. But man, and this is the first year I really, really watched football. And I remember thinking, like, I always, that always stuck with me because I was like, the Bills could have had that one, man. It was right there. This field goal is like a, it's like an automatic one. And it's brutal. You can tell the Buffalo players are just like completely dejected and like tilt over this. And and like just to go back the next three years and then to lose. <laughs> like it, it to I, mm, I it's, don't even get close again. You get your you get your shit stuffed in the next yeah, three times. Well, like they get close, right? They get to the Super Bowl, which in and of itself to go back to back to back to back is a big deal, right? It is a very big deal. But and then they get beat was it wasn't by the Cowboys, they get beat twice, two years in a mm-hmm. row. Yep. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. I fight yeah, no wonder. Uh, the, yeah. The year after this, it's the Redskins, that Redskins team that came out of nowhere, the Mark Rippon Redskins team. Yeah. And then you have the Cowboys back to back. And then that ends the four year run of the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. And oh, I just, really thought it was going to be different. I thought they'd be here this weekend, but they're not. It's just, it's a real bummer. 
I I also want to uh, give a shout out to the conspiracy theorist hats um, because they essentially there was another thing. Uh, the NFL pushed the panic button. They have a referee in the rotation who has who is a massive edge to road teams. Road teams win at the high, number one highest rate with this referee. He penalizes home teams in in ways no other referee does, and he's calling the Chiefs road game. Uh, that was Warren Sharp of At Sharp Football was one of the tweets that I saw. Um, it was a, it was a is a uh, from Sports Grid on YouTube on Facebook, and I saw that, and like my thought just kind of goes back to it's like the Chiefs win by the skin of their teeth, right? And so I don't know it conspiracy theory to be damned. Maybe the Chiefs just are, uh, you know, the the kryptonite to. Our boys, would you two stop? Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs are the kryptonite to the Bills, just like the 49ers are to the Packers. But, you know, anything anything to, to call an edge. So, Well, and I'll get to – kind of goes along with my last one. This is my last piece of hardware. And I got to give it to we, – we played his sound clip at the beginning, Mark Ingram. Uh, let me, let me, let's let Mark Ingram reintroduce the man. Yeah, I would just like Please. to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yeah. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Whoopie. I'm about that. Whoopie. Big trust. Whoop, whoop. Lamar Jackson Big in the flesh. Big yes, sir. Trust. <laughs> New era eight apparel. <laughs> new era eight apparel <laughs> new era eight apparel he's got the best hype he's the best hype man in the nfl and lamar jackson is with the baltimore ravens at home they are our only hope to stop the, the menace that is taylor swift travis kelsey the gossip fest that will invariably un- unfold and remember folks here it's not like we're it's not like we get done this weekend and then we're right to the super bowl there is basically two weeks of hype so for two weeks if 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 the ravens don't win if the chiefs win for two weeks we're going to be talking about taylor swift we're going to be talking about her clothes we're going to be talking about their relationship it's going to be those two weeks before the super bowl are always about everything except football which makes it a nightmare for most football fans because we want to get to the game the real fans want to see the final super bowl see how this year is going to end up and then we have to put up with all this nonsense if the chiefs win it will be walt wall taylor swift nonsense but there is hope there is one man who can save us for real football fans not casuals Lamar Jackson is the hero the NFL deserves. He's our last hope to stop the Super Bowl from turning into a gossip fest. He's our champion, our MVP, our watchful protection. Lamar Jackson is our dark knight. You have to be pulling for Lamar Jackson and and the Ravens to win this game and to stop us from having a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. Um, I I have faith that Lamar Jackson is going to be our Lord and Savior um, I just I just looked something up that that makes me thoroughly happy uh, because Baltimore is going to be uh, what what did they say? Uh, big trust number eight. Uh, what was the apparel line again? Uh, new. I think it was New Era Eight Apparel. Hold on. Yeah. Here, here we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> trust. New Era Eight Apparel. <laughs> <laughs> New, New era, era eight apparel. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, dude, Baltimore is rocking their all black with a dark purple top, dude. That is Lamar at, at Baltimore. 
fucking catch me outside. How about that? Fucking <laughs> the like the Ravens. I, I don't know what it is about them, but when they rep Baltimore through and through, especially with some of their like they're playing at Baltimore in it's it it's when I feel like they're just dangerous. Like, you know, the dark purple, right? You look at the Joker and he's got that kind of more subdued, darker suit mm. with uh when it was played by uh uh oh god, what was his name? Keith Ledger, right? Oh yeah. Like it they just seem more dirty. Like the all black, okay, not a big deal. But like when they rep the actual, like the purple, the black, like it it's it's Baltimore through and through. Mm, that just gets me pumped the fuck up because I know Lamar Jackson. Nobody's been talking about them. Nobody's been saying much about them. They've been flying solo under the radar. Like, Where the fuck did they come from? Mahomes is about to get his fucking mouth checked. And uh, I, I hope the Chiefs have wrote a check that their ass can't cash. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to put this out there right now. One of the, I, I, it's not part of our breakdown, but that Baltimore crowd is going to be hot off the fucking chain. Because even in that week 17 game where they weren't even playing their starters, they, but they were playing the Steelers. You could tell that that crowd was was out of their freaking minds. So at this point, hosting an AFC Championship game against the against the Chiefs, this is what you waited for. This is why you want to be the number one seed because you don't have to go to Arrowhead. They have to come to you, and they're not used to doing that. He just won his first uh, road playoff game. Now he's got to go into a real threatening hostile building and try to work out there with the crowd noise it's that's being slept on is how good of a football city uh be more is and how they're going to show up on sunday the look odin is with them i will say that much odin is with them <laughs> everyone i i heard a guy on tiktok and this guy was like he's like every he's like all football fans like even racist white guys gotta feel feel like they need lamar jackson to come through this weekend <laughs> like, well, everybody everybody's calling it they're like the the super bowl that we want to see is the baltimore ravens versus the detroit lions right mm-hmm. and then yes it's, it's it's a win-win either way. Lamar Jackson gets a fucking ring, which is going to be phenomenal. The, or the, the, the Lions, Lions get their yeah. ring. That would be completely crazy. Yeah, and it's it's like Detroit wins a Super Bowl, their first ever, I believe. Yes. And 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 to top it off, the the Jared Goff trade plays off, right? It's 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 paid dividends thus far. But like it mm. I'm sorry. You can tell how excited I am because Blue is feeding off of my energy in the background. I super apologize about the bird noise. <laughs> that was fine. That was fine. Uh, sorry. I'm, I'm hyped. I, we got to move on, Mark. Otherwise, I'm going to keep talking about this, dude. All right. Let's do the commercial, and then we'll get right into our games. We only got two of them this week, so just our AFC, our NFC Championship game. But for- what? Mark, are you good? Did I lose you? I think we're having some technical difficulties, so while Mark figures out his microphone, I'm going to read the ad. Because today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu, or SHIB. Shiba Inu Token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world, because way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular cryptocurrency, surpassing Doge and Bitcoin on the coin market cap. You can buy all of your hashtag SHIB and all the most popular coin exchanges out there, but the best place to find more information is at SHIB Token on Twitter. That's at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discords, subreddits, telegrams, and everywhere else where you can find more info on Shiba Inu. Please, for the love of God, go 
find the links because once our Lord and Savior Elon Musk has X shut down, where else are you going to find all the information on SHIB? Bot, your subreddits, your telegrams, and all the other good places on Discord. Get those diamond paws and just uh, take off SHIB to the frickin' moon, baby. All right. Yes. Shib to the moon, Diamond Paws. All right. So we got two games on the docket here. Uh, AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Let's start with the AFC Championship. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens. This is the first game, 3 p.m. Uh, on CBS, uh, regular CBS. Uh, Ravens, last time these teams met, Ravens 36. Um, Chiefs 35. This was back on September 19, 2021. Ravens favored here by three and a half. So Ravens are the favorite just by a smidge uh, over under at 44 and a half. So we think we're going to have a low scoring game and the Ravens are minus 185. You have to lay down $185 to win a hundred. So Ravens, that's not a huge amount either. So people, the, 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 the long and short here is Vegas likes the Ravens. They think they're going to win. They think it's going to be a close one. They're not going to go too crazy. If you're, if you're going to pick the favorite in the Ravens, um, but, I want to take us back one month ago here because uh, yeah. it's we, we've already got I, I can tell we're both pro Ravens just by our yes. earlier conversation. <laughs> but yeah, Chiefs, we go back one month ago. Chiefs are nine and six. Lost five of their last eight games. Mahomes was throwing garbage. Chiefs wide receivers were dropping balls left and right. The narratives was forming that like finally the Tyree problem is has come home to hurt them. Like the, the, there was this whole kind of issue about did they actually have enough wide receivers there i mean this team is in a in a really bad tailspin but since then righted the ship uh won enough games to put themselves in the playoff situation where there was a win and they were in situation one and they were in and they got that that weak division and now they've kind of been able to turn it into a, a nice little playoff run but this one is a little bit unorthodox for them because this is the first one that's on the road usually pretty uh uh, safe for them to play in these Super Bowls uh, and win these uh, those conference title games at home. This is for the first time they're going to be on the road when the stakes are this high. Um, I think uh, I think the stat here I had here was that they're appearing in their sixth straight conference championship game. That's second only to the Patriots, who played in eight straight conference championship games from 2011 to 2018. The Chiefs really, I mean, this is basically a dynasty, uh, not in the traditional two p three p kind of way but like three out of five years like it it, it yeah. definitely has that yeah. dynasty kind of feel to it but in my mind this it, it seems like all good dynasties come to an end and it's usually done by a team that's kind of on on you know with their own kind of rise here yeah and i think that's what the ravens may i think that's why i think are so many people are going ravens not only because we want to stop the taylor swift nonsense but also because we can tell like this team has just been good all year long and they seem like they're going to be the better team for years to come in the afc well yeah i mean if we take a look at what the ravens have been doing they've been i, I mean the narrative has basically been the chiefs the bills all that other crazy nonsense about every other team and the Ravens have just been quietly doing what they do, and it's just winning, right? Like their losses aren't ex, ex you know, uh, they aren't explosive losses where they're just losing wildly. Their wins aren't just like over the top fucking. Oh my god, can you believe the Ravens won? The the Chiefs have been on that wild roller coaster of ups and downs, ups and downs. They're like, 
oh, is the Tyreek you know, Hill situation uh, a bad problem? And I mean, you don't really see Tyreek Hill suffer, right? And you didn't really see him suffer in the cold as well, too. But like the Chiefs, they just it, it feels like they're a giant. You know, oh, what do we what we say to our representatives? It's like you're cogs in a machine, right? You're an important mm. cog in a machine. It seems like the timing may just be off this season. And maybe it is a time. Maybe it is time for the Chiefs to die. And I think the Ravens can do that because they've been so subtle and quiet throughout the whole thing. And they've been consistently steady. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think back to week two, uh, that last time that with that last game that they faced each other, like Mm -hmm. Ravens got up early, managed to hang on 36, 35 victory in Baltimore. Uh, I I think we're, I think the the over under is wrong. I think it's, there's definitely going to be more points scored than, than what I think a lot of people are thinking. I don't think a lot of people are thinking this is going to be 20 something to 20 something standard, the 50 standard, the 40 X over under. I I think there's going to be a lot more scoring. I think this is going to be at least, there's going to be at least 55 points worth of scoring in this game easily in my mind. It's, it's going to get wild. Um, when you look at the when you look at the Ravens, like there have been times this year where they scored thirty eight points against the Lions. Uh, that's gonna we'll talk about that game next week or when we talk Super Bowl. I guarantee yeah. it. Uh, they thirty four on the Bengals. I mean, they can thirty seven on the Rams. Fifty six against the Dolphins. This mm-hmm. is a team that can put this ball into play. I in, in, in the, if the Chiefs want to turn this into a, a track meet, then I think the Ravens can can meet them where they want to be met and beat them at their own game. Yeah, the, they do have the ability, but can they? Can they beat them at their own game? I just, I, I think, I know we don't, I know we talk about the home field advantage. I know weather shouldn't be a problem for the Chiefs or because they're used to the cold, but I don't think that they're used to Baltimore, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, the Chiefs can bring it. They can match it. Both of you run a four four forty or whatever, but go do a four four forty on the road against a, a Ravens team who has been, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, just excellent all year round. Like, okay, yeah, they've had some weird losses. They've had some interesting losses. But when you look at the losses that they have had, like against the Steelers, right? That's kind of an interleague rivalry, right? The Colts, 19 to 22, way back in September, not a big deal. They have that consistency of winning and consistency of performing even when they do, even when they don't, don't win, right? against a Browns team. They lost 33 to 31. That's a pretty big loss. Yes. But the Browns were also, you know, they they were a playoff team. So I think the chiefs can match them, but I don't think the chiefs can match them on the track and field team. Step for step in Baltimore. I just, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Ravens have a step up on the chiefs because the chiefs have been so up and down. We have to go, please bring it chiefs nation. Whereas the Ravens, you know what you're going to get, right? But yeah, well, here's the thing. I think with if you look at their regular season, they've been extremely consistent. I I, I saw this stat, and I was going to bring this point to the table here because this is this is the criticism uh, mm-hmm. uh, from within the Baltimore ranks and from the outside is that when you not when you look at his regular season success, but when you look at his past playoff games, uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson had four touchdowns last week, and that was about the same number of touchdowns he had in his prior four playoff outings, uh, which all turned out to be unsuccessful. He had seven turnovers in those prior games as well. This is a guy who threw for four, like one touchdown a game in his prior playoff experience, a 
bag full of turnovers. There's this idea uh, amongst playoff critics and uh, certain people within the Ravens organization that he is a good regular season quarterback, but when the when the heat is on and it's a, it's on the biggest stage, he's going to falter. Uh, I don't know if I totally buy into that that rap. Where do you come down on a Lamar, like as as playoff choke artist? So we we we've had this conversation multiple times uh, about different things when it comes to Lamar Jackson, right? That oh, he can't run. And then because he had a big game throwing, right? Oh, Lamar Jackson can't throw because he had a big run game. He's we we never had the same thing about Michael Vick, right? We never had a a big thing about Barry Sanders, where it's like, oh, Barry Sanders really can't catch. He's just really good at running. It's because they would play to the strengths during that game, right? If Lamar Jackson is able to scramble and tear up the other team, I'm going to be like, hey, let's throw a lot of pass plays that are going to get you space to open up and run if need be. If you can dump the ball off, dump the ball off. But if I can make room for you to scramble, Lamar, Jack, Lamar, are you okay to do that, right? There's all these criticisms about what he can and can't do because when he has a big throwing game, it's he can't run. When he has a big run game, he can't throw. And then we're looking at some of the playoffs where he had a bad game. Look at fucking Trevor Lawrence, right? Shit the bag, still made a comeback. Look at look at some the Tom Brady as well too. Like he can shit the bed. Our greats can shit the bed every once in a while. The Ravens just I don't think have had enough chances for us to be able to form an opinion on how bad he is. You know what I mean? And yeah. Lamar Jackson catches enough flack for all that other dumb stuff too. This is just one more thing people want to pile on to say why the Chiefs dynasty is going to continue. Yeah, well, Ravens might have all the answers for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, defensively, when we, when we, I mean, even Lamar Jackson, that great, great performance, which I think he's going to, I think we'll see, I think Lamar Jackson's only getting better. I think last week was going to be more indicator of what he's going to be doing this week as opposed mm -hmm. to yeah. his prior. That's what sucks about when you're like, let's look at a guy's stats only in the postseason. It's, it's different times. You're trying to combine a bunch of stats. It's like trying to mash up aliens and predators. The amount of lore <laughs> bullshit that you're going to have to write and explain away is, is going to be, yeah, you're going to need a, a source book. No, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. But the, the Ravens, I think the defense here is the story. You know, they got, they got uh, Roquan Smith uh, rushing homes. You got Kyle Hamilton, who's going to be all over Kelsey one-on-one -on -one, uh, sign up all Sunday. You got, a couple of good defensive backs. All you need to do is stop Rice because that's all Mahomes throws to Kelsey, throws to Rice, or he scrambles downfield. If you can cover those guys and you can get after him, hit him. He hates to get hit. That's Mahomes mm -hmm. starts crying right away. You got to get on him and up in him right away to get to make him uncomfortable. If if the Ravens can do that, and they've done that against every other quarterback they face this year, I think all the all the flaws that that. Kansas City has been able to cover up this year, uh, especially in this run towards the playoff. I think they all become exposed in this game because the, the Ravens are built just perfectly to stop them. Well, I, I think it was Mark Shimura, uh, former Green Bay Packer tight end, said it well against the 49ers. Like, the, we just need to take an unnecessary roughness penalty against Brock Purdy. In the early game, find a chance to hit him, hit him clean for a penalty, right? Be like, hey, bitch, we're coming, right? And and I think that rings true. Mahomes, you're right, does not like to get hit. Cool. Somebody get in there. Somebody take an early chip shot hit on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a 15-yard penalty, but let them know we're not here to play. We're, you know, we're not here to mess around. We're here to play. And if I'm going to be able to hit you, I'm going to hit you with everything I got. 
And if that's what really rattles his cage, yeah, if you got Kelsey covered, you got Rice covered, MVS, hopefully the man doesn't do anything special, you know, throughout the game, doesn't decide to pop off. I think you've got a good recipe for success. I, li- I like your, I like your, I like it. Yeah, the the Ravens especially. I mean, they, they got they they lead the league in 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 uh, quarterback hurries. So I mean, if you hit him once, you pop him off really good, and you're going to have pressure around him all all game long. And so you're always going to have people near him, and he's he's already been hit. He's going to be gun shy. You, you get into that guy's head easy. If if you let him go untouched, he's got a totally clean jersey by the end of the first quarter. Then then you're playing his game, and you're you're not going to win. You, then yeah. you will fall victim to the warlock. Yeah, it, you you can't let him prep his spells. Once he's able to prep his spells, or he, he feels like he can <laughs> prep them spells up, you're you're done, skis. You're done. That, you're done. Yeah. You got to get on them early. You got to you got to turn this into a short range melee fight right away. Just yeah. knock that out. Well, let's talk. Let me ask you about Lamar Jackson before we get to our picks here. Lamar Jackson here. I mean, he, he certainly get all the attention. He's he's I've labeled him the Dark Knight. Uh, people on Instagram say that he's the he's the blackest black man that white America has ever rooted for before. Uh, there is this feeling of positivity for Lamar Jackson to him to go out and perform big in this game. But a lot of it to out of like uh spite to stop the Taylor Swift thing, but still support is support. But it, it brought up the question to be like, why isn't Lamar Jackson more, more popular? Like why you don't see Lamar Jackson jerseys when you, when you go to NFL events, like there's so you see more Dak Prescott jerseys. Like you don't see, if you were to see an out of market jersey in your area, like you saw somebody in a mm. in a Patriots jersey, like it would probably be a Tom Brady jersey. Like, yeah. there's no way it would be like a, a you know, uh, who's that terrible guy that they had to bench all a Bailey Zappy jersey. If you saw yeah, Bailey, Bailey Zappy, Zappy, you'd be like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, how did, how did, where did you get that? Why are you here? Like, yeah. it's yeah. Why isn't Lamar Jackson more popular? I, I think it's because. Mm. I, I know that I know that a couple years ago, like there's that whole why aren't there more African American quarterbacks, right? Like why are a lot of our quarterbacks just white pasty dudes out there? And Lamar Jackson, you know, really has spun it on his heads, and and then we've we've had a, a couple of the other quarterbacks, uh, albeit one is dirtied and sullied in name, like nobody's business. Uh, looking at you, Browns, but like I, I don't know, it just it. If I feel like because of all the oddities and weirdness that go around with how a lot of just, I guess you would call it old white guys are typically the quarterback. When you have somebody like Lamar Jackson, who is not only a decent thrower, but he can also run. We look back at Michael Vick, right? And worry Mm. what happened with Michael Vick. He was a big success. He blew up. People were astounded by him. And then he had the dogfight thing. Look at the other amazing, you know, uh, African-American quarterback, uh, who played for the Texans, who I refuse to say his name. Look at all the negative shit that happened to him. Maybe, maybe we're just a little nervous that Lamar Jackson is, you know, I don't know. Maybe he, he looks well. I, yeah. I think, I think, Please, I think, yeah. I think people generally don't like really get attracted to him because he's like so hood. Like he looks like a little, he's his, his hair, his mannerisms. Uh, he's obviously great at his job. This is going to be his second MVP here in, yeah. in his career. He's obviously a good player. He's obviously figured out how to pass. Uh, he, running skills are 
is still insane. He's just the perfect combination of the better runner than Vic ever was. He's not quite the passer that Vic was by a long shot. If anything, I'd say he's just like a, he can pass. He can get that ball out there. <laughs> don't expect him to weave it, like weave it through traffic or throw in, 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 in traffic. No, he's, he can get that ball out there. He can throw it like, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's, he just looks too hood, man. If he was, if he was more personable and he was, he, I think he makes white people feel uncomfortable because you're like, you're like, look, one of these guys already was like running a criminal empire and this dude looks like he wants to run a criminal empire. <laughs> I know he sounds brilliant and he's saying all the right things and he's doing the right things, but man, he, he looks like a guy who's running dope. Like, <laughs> I, he, sorry. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't get that vibe from him at all. I just I think we're we're super hesitant because of how we've been burned by every other quarterback that and I, I hate the fact that we're talking about this, but like it, it look look at all the other the great the all the other great African American quarterbacks. There was always something super dirty behind him. You know, the the dog fight scandal, the the whole, you know, basically assault and then, you know, your Teddy Bridgewater. He's not that good, right? He's just like mm-hmm. a, a kind of always backup. But Lamar Jackson just He's a decent dude. Yeah, maybe he doesn't come off as personable and maybe he doesn't look the way that we'd want him to look with the the cool dreadlocks that I think he wears. I, I like the way that he wears his dreadlocks. But like I don't know, it just there's not that much flash and flare. And I think that's why they fly so under the radar. Is they just they're out there doing their thing, doing what they do, and we don't have those stories of grandeur, those stories of awesome sauceness that come out. They're just they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Well, let's get to our picks here. Uh, yeah. So in this one, uh, who do you got and in, in why? Yeah, look, the, the, the Chiefs have been so roller coaster. They've been so up and down. I, I have more faith in Baltimore to continue just to do what they do and just continue to coast along, being not being amazing, not being excellent, but being good and consistently good, where the Chiefs, it's... Uh, fucking can our guys catch can mvs do it is rice going to be available is kelsey going to be able to hold in the ball is taylor going to be a distraction i i gotta go with baltimore because of the consistency because they're at home and because i think that uh the chiefs are are having too many internal struggles to where they can't win that's why i've got the the ravens mark what about you I got the Ravens for all those reasons. And just to, to piggyback on that, like we haven't gotten to the whole, this has become a distraction thing hasn't happened there. I mean, it's happened everywhere else in the NFL world. The only people who are, who are in denial are chief fans. But I think after yep. this weekend, that'll be the discussion amongst chief fans and they'll pretend they'll act like it's a, a revelation. They'll be like, Oh my gosh, maybe this has been a distraction. And all the rest of us will be like, yeah, this has been a constant distraction. We fucking hate you for dragging us through all this nonsense, especially Especially, especially, especially if, if these two break up, like it's, it, this is going to be, I'm hoping this will be the last time the NFL or major sports league gets so wrapped up in some person's relationship. It just, it's for about two weeks. It was kind of, it was kind of quaint and kind of fun, but week four, week six into this relationship in the cameras panning to her at every moment. I, it's, it's too much. It's enough. Yeah. It's enough already. <laughs> They don't give the same love to Simone Biles that they do, who is an actual Olympic athlete, who is yeah, actually playing for America. And she's they're a just fan, like, take just like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. She, in, until she comes down there and kicks the ball or doesn't, she's a fan like everyone else. I don't need to see any long shots of, of fans. It, it, 
we don't need to see them over and over again. I don't care who the fan is. Like, just stick to the game. We don't need anything else. It, no. I, I think once the once the Ravens close this, I, I it's three and a half. I would take that in a heartbeat. I think the Ravens are going to win by a touchdown. I don't think this is going to be very close. I think this is going to be the the Ravens definitely beating the Chiefs by a good deal. I don't think there's going to be anything uh, any questionable stuff at the end. I think it's going to be a pretty hard fought, but eventually wrestled away from them. And the Ravens are the ones on top. I got the Ravens in this one as well. I actually think the Ravens are going to pull out early and uh, they're going to, they're going to just keep the pressure on and the chiefs are going to struggle to keep up. And then at the end, they're, they're just going to hold out by at least two scores. That's, that's game a, strong. <laughs> yeah. The, the Baltimore is going to have a quick pullout game. They're not going to get baby trapped. Uh, the they got that strong pullout game. <laughs> All yeah, right. It's not that. Ooh, wee. It's not that. Ooh, wee. Not that. Ooh, wee. You got to, you got to practically boop, boop, dip a dap, get it out of there. <laughs> All right. NFC Divisional Championship game, Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the last time, this will be 6.30 p.m. on Fox. Uh, last time these teams played the 49ers, 41-33 points, September 12, 2021. Uh, 49ers won that one. Odds this week, this is the one. This is the most underdog game that's out there. Uh, Chiefs-Ravens, only three and a half, so that's almost normal for how a game should be should be a handicap. This one is 49ers by seven points over under 50 and a half. 49ers are negative 320. So you'd have to put down $320 to win 100. Niners are the favorite across the board. Niners are favorites with sports betters, with casual sports gamblers, even professional pickers and professional sports handicappers love the 49ers in this one. It just comes down to how many points they're going to beat them by. But and I, I can't even believe I'm, we're going to say this here, but because we watched Hard Knocks two years ago, we covered it on mm-hmm. this podcast. We were introduced to Dan Campbell, and I never thought in a million years here we would be covering an NFC Championship game in a Dan Campbell-led team with Jared Goff at the helm is 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 going to be playing for a possible spot in the Super Bowl. I mean, the the, the story of the Lions and the the underdog nature of where they've come from, like where they've been. Started from the bottom, now they're here. I mean, it's just amazing, right? Yeah, it, it, I mean, honestly, when I first saw Dan Campbell as a head coach, I was like, no, that man is jacked. Like, he, I, I mean, think of it this way if your coach is that in shape and your coach is that passionate and your coach is that intense as, as a head coach, I'm more apt to believe him instead of Andy Reid. But like, Andy Reid also has his benefits. I honestly think that this is the perfect blend of brotherhood that I have ever seen in an, in an NFL team to get to where they need to be because they have all the cogs. They have the perfect scheme, the perfect fit, right? It's like when you go to Madden, Madden 23, you're looking for somebody in free agency because you're like, I got to fill out my team. And you see that perfect fit and you look at the stats and it's 90s across the board. That is the Lions team that is put together. They are a perfect scheme and a perfect fit. And I think Dan Campbell just rounds it right out, dude. Now let's stick with the with the Lions here. We did show the yeah. Niners a lot of love last week, so we'll start with the grit loving Detroit Lions and their Eminem promos. And I'll, I'll go first here. I'm going to lay out how I think the the Detroit Lions could possibly possibly win this one, and I'd like to get your feedback. So I think for the Lions, I, I, you, you, the Niners are going to rain hell. Yeah, yes. they have 48 sacks. They have Bosa. You, you the offensive line's got to step up big time. They need to 
get Goff some time or this whole thing's not going to work. Yes. They need to get Gibbs and Montgomery involved early in the short passing game. You don't need to throw the ball down the field. They just need to dink and dunk, move the ball, get scores. If I'm the Detroit Lions, I want I want to be on offense. I want to control the time of possession. I want to be playing offense way more minutes than the 49ers. I don't want the 49ers to have the ball at all. I'd rather drag out every single, even if it was dragging it out all the way to just so you're only getting a field goal. I want all the minutes. I want all the time of possession. The more we can keep pretty, uh, that, that, that three headed beast of, of pretty, uh, uh, Debo McCaffrey, it, it, the more we can keep them off the field and on the sideline, that's how they're going to win this game. They cannot get into a shootout with them. They literally have to play time of possession football. That's the only way I see the Lions winning this game. Yeah, keep Chase Young tired. Keep Joey Bosa tired. Keep that defense rotate. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't almost be surprised if the 49ers rotate Bosa and Chase in and out. Uh, you know, on third and fourth downs. Uh, you know, on third downs and second downs, just to get them some time because I think that's what they know is going to happen. The 49ers showed their vulnerability vulnerability against Green Bay, where if you have a decent team that can hold them, you can kind of keep them in check. And it, it did come down to a field goal, yes, to tie it. But I know that Lions are better than Green Bay. They've proven it. They showed it. They've beaten the Chiefs, you know, when they were still technically a pretty big powerhouse week one, uh, albeit by one point. Uh, but coming into that, if you can keep the the Bosa and Chase tired and then have that time of possession, I'm 110% with you because then Purdy can't cook. CMC can't, you know, he's got more time to chew on his Oreos and Debo is not doing whatever Debo does. Now, let's say, what if it's the opposite? What if it does turn into a scoring fest? Is there any way in your mind that the Lions can keep up with the 49ers? Or the 49ers just have way too many weapons if you get into a shootout. I feel so how we've seen it in the past couple of games where there is a small tur- there is one turnover that dictates the rest of the game. Right. And it just it's a wild swing. If it gets into a slug fest where it's tit for tat, touchdown for touchdown, touchdown for touchdown, the Lions have to find a way to grab the ball once. I think if they get one turnover and then if they can keep that high turnover High or not high turnover, high tempo offense where it's touchdown, 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 or score, 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 and they get that one turnover. That's going to be the dictation. If it's a slugfest, I don't know if Detroit can keep up with that high tempo like many yeah. other teams can, mm-hmm. but I think it's possible. Well, let's suck Niners here because there was something also besides their their explosive offense all year last last week really struggled there. There was a point last week Holt, Packers are holding twenty one seventeen lead. Mm-hmm. Pretty is playing like trash basically. They couldn't get anything going, but there's nothing. There's no pressure to get going. They they know they have enough time on the clock. They start doing what they do best. For last year's jitters, like they were as cool as ice this week, especially oh, yeah. Pretty. And now again on the second biggest stage in the NFL playoffs. I know Goff has more experience, but it, it, is there any question about Pretty in your mind? Like, is there any question that we're going to see the same Pretty that kind of caked his own pants last year in, in the playoffs, or do we feel like this is a different guy, grown a little bit more? He's more prepared for this game. To to I, I will say this to Purdy's credit, the Eagles team that he faced last year was a wildly different team that I would not wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> right. That defense they was played, crazy. Yeah. yeah. They played out of their fucking minds. 
So with how cool Brock Purdy was against a, a very, very legendary Packer team that comes with a lot of history, with comes with, you know, oh, my God, the Packers are actually doing good. LaFleur and company were doing great. The, the defense is notorious for its random takeaways that solidify and seal games. And Brock Purdy is down 21 to 17. And he just goes, we got this. I think that we are looking at a different Brock Purdy a very seasoned Brock Purdy who shouldn't be that veteran to just go, I got this right. Well, uh, that, that brings up my question about the offense. I mean, we Debo Samuel Samuel is going to play this shoulder injury. Uh, it's okay. not going to be game time. They said he's, he's definitely going to play. Uh, okay. McCaffrey is playing out of his mind. 14,000. Uh, yeah. 1,459 rushing yards, 21 touchdowns leads the league in yards per carry. Ayuk seven uh, over a hundred yard games. And like, Travis Kelsey may have Taylor Swift, but George Kittle leads all tight ends with 1,020 yards. And by the way, five-time pro bowler, like so many weapons on the 49ers side on the offense. Like when you think about past Super Bowl winning dynasties, like the 90s Cowboys, those 2000 Patriots with Tom Brady, uh, does this kind of offense feel to you like a Super Bowl winning offense and seem like the start of a dynasty McCaffrey, Debo, pretty Ayuk, like having all these weapons on the side of the offensive side of the football. It, 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 it is a recipe for greatness. I will give you that. It is definitely a recipe for greatness. I just, I'm nervous. I'm hesitantly nervous, right? Because we, again, going back to some of the more later games that the 49ers have had, the Green Bay Packers of all people held them, right? Mm-hmm. There was, and the 49ers came in fresh, right? Prepped and ready, and Green Bay had been slugging through the trenches. And because I remember way back in the day when I played inline hockey in, in Houston, Texas, uh, we we played basically this round robin tournament where I had to, we had to play a game in the morning, and then we had to play another game in the afternoon. And then if we kept winning, same thing Sunday, right? Play in the morning, play in the afternoon. Oh, the Woodlands team, because there was fucking eight of them, came in fresh that second game. Right? They had the they had the first week. They had the first. They had the morning bye. So when they came in, they crushed us eight to one. <sighs> right? And I scored the one point because the puck popped off my skate, but it looked it looked clean enough to the ref that I had actually scored, and it wasn't just a bounce off my skate. Um, and that was the only reason why we kept playing to the third the third period because it was a total blowout. Right? It was seven to nothing, and then it was seven to one and they're like oh let the kids keep playing that's what the that's what the 49ers should have done to the packers the packers exposed that the 49ers aren't that amazing right and it it just kind of baffles me that they aren't they weren't more dominant if they had just dominated the packers yeah good luck detroit you know i i hope the best for you i i wish you the best of luck congratulations making it this far here's the 49er dynasty we saw a lot of weakness and we've yeah, seen yeah. weakness that we've never seen before. So if they can't dominate Detroit, I don't think that this is a dynasty. I think this is a good starting point, but not dynasty level. Yeah. I think he, t- to your point that last week's game against the Packers, you should have been in control. There was never even at one point it, until the very end of the game where we're like, okay, like this, even at the end of the game, you're still kind of like, man, the Packers could rally back from this. Like there's never a point where, the Niners yeah. truly put them away. It was always in jeopardy from the from the get go. There was never a point where it was like, yeah, this is a Niners victory, and they they've earned it. They they're more prepared. They came in for this. They have all the weapons. They should have they should have put Green Bay on their ass, and they did. They're gettable. That the, there's chinks in that armor. 
Lions have a lot of momentum. They are rolling hot. It's going to be if this was in Detroit, man, I'd be I'd be willing to go out there and go Lions. But I'm going to start with you first because now I'm torn. I had I had a pick in my mind before I started the show, and now I'm kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm hedging my bet. I'm rethinking it. My mind okay. is completely open to be convinced. Jared, who are you picking and why? I'm, I'm going to go with Detroit, and I'm going with Detroit for two reasons. Number one, I'm a big fan of an underdog story. I'm a big fan of what Jared Goff has become. And to to the point that we had earlier, I felt like San Francisco should have done what we all expected them to do against the Green Bay Packers. I know I'm looking at one very, very small sampling but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought Green Bay would get where they were. Nobody thought Green Bay was as good as they were. And Detroit has proved that they are leagues above what Green Bay ever was this season. And the 49ers proved that they could barely handle a broken quarter, a, a broken Green Bay team. And they were right to leave the, the chance to win a game in the, in the, the cape, the very, very capable leg of a kicker. Now, to the young rookies, you know, kind of, hey, man, this is one of the bigger games you've been in. This is a very, very big game with very, very big consequences. I can understand why the kid missed it. But if I'm San Francisco, I don't want to leave things to chance. And I'm sorry, but the Detroit Lions aren't going to give you a chance. They're going to say, you need to take this and you need to take it or we're going to show you why we beat Green Bay at home and shut them out last year in a meaningless bullshit game where we showed up and we showed up hard. I think Detroit is going to show up and San Francisco is going to be wishing they had Joe Montana again. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to I'm going to okay. take the San Francisco 49ers. I the, the that that I, there's no excuse for why the 49ers didn't put more of hurt on, on the Packers. They they should have beat them more soundly. 24-21 is is an embarrassing win for a team that that that's the best team in the the NFC, a, a number one seed. Yeah, I'm going to attribute that to rust. I'm going to attribute that to them not being fully at the top of their speed. I think the Debo injury early in that game kind of mess with everyone heads because he does so much not only running and passing and uh, he's just so all over the field when you don't have him you're you're missing three guys than more than just one guy it it totally ruins the flow of that offense and what pretty can do he's 100 healthy he's gonna go there's just too there's too much weapons the green bay defense people were kind of sleeping on all year long. This is, that's a defense that played out of its mind for mm. the playing game and for that first play and, and that Dallas win. I mean, they were, they were playing outside of themselves. That was a defense that was, that was, yeah, ranked kind of mid tier, but they were playing like top tier at the very end of the year there. And guys were just buying into it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give green Bay more credit than I'm going to take away credit from, from the Niners. I think the Niners still are the best team in the NFC. Lions, it would be kind of a cool story to, to go through Super Bowl week where it's it's all, you know, Lions stuff. We talk about Detroit, we, you know, hear Aaron, we hear a bunch of Eminem songs. Like I, I, I can live with two weeks of hype with Eminem songs, but I, I don't think we're gonna I think we're gonna be having two weeks of 
Joe Montana, Steve Young, blah, 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 Jerry Rice. And remember when Deion Sanders played that? Like, we're going to be reliving. It, this is going to be a like a uh, a candleback, a candlebox uh, rock concert for your for your 90s kids who are reliving their dreams with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I got the Niners winning this one. Um, and, and it, it, so with my picks, I got a Niners, um, Ravens Super Bowl, uh, which I think I can live with, but a, a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl, I think that's too much gross stuff. What about you? I look, I'm, I'm, I don't mind it either way. If it's the, the, the Ravens and the 49ers or the Ravens and the, the Detroit Lions, either way, we're going to get something good. I just, I don't want the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That, it's over. That is, it's over. Yeah. If, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, um, tinfoil hat is uh, is on. It, like, I, there is no re- There's no reason the Baltimore Ravens should lose to the, the Chiefs. There's no reason that that shouldn't happen. I just, I hope if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, the NFC wins. That's, that's like, obviously, I'm going to be rooting NFC in the Super Bowl, no matter what, but I, I would rather see the Detroit Lions get their first ever Super Bowl. I, I've that that's my thoughts. I, I, I just don't want the fucking Chiefs in. There you go. That's but yeah, I, I think that's what every I think everyone's pretty much of the idea like we're sick of it, unless you're a Chiefs fan, like everyone's sick of the Chiefs, and then you add in the Taylor Swift thing, like no one wants the Chiefs. I think if the if, if it's the Niners, it's like okay, great, but we've seen this story before, like yeah, it's kind of oh. cool, but like it's it's I think it's ranked third uh second ranked second the best the second best scenario would be like the ravens win baltimore dilapidated city finally gets to enjoy a you know like a a parade that doesn't involve a bunch of murders like you get to talk about baltimore and and not mention the uh, atrocious crime (laughs) death and murder that's happening in that city which for once gives it a nice little break and then the number one story, of course, is like Detroit Lions win their first ever Super Bowl. A team that's been stuck in mediocrity for over 30 years goes from the bottom, reaches the top of the mountain. Literally, this is the kind of story you tell Cardinal fans and and Charger fans and whatever. Like any team that seems like they have no hope, this is what they live for, you know. 30 years of obscurity, they finally make it to the top and win a Super Bowl. The Lions would probably be everyone's sentimental choice for, for Super Bowl champion. But who's your pick for Super Bowl champion? So I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about a tweet that I saw and it, it makes me makes me feel good. So TJ Watt tweeted out Aiden Hutchinson has been, you know, playing out of his mind. And then Barry Sanders retweeted and asked, what about me? And TJ Watts said, do you know how happy I am to never have to have tried to tackle you? <laughs> and um, it, it, it made me feel good because Detroit, I mean, Detroit and Baltimore are both like, they're both playing for more than just the, the NFL team, right? Like the Baltimore has been a fairly decent team these last few years. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I feel like, the Detroit Lions are going to win the Super Bowl for two reasons. The team needs it more so now than ever with the Goff trade and how they've been winning it, but also for America, uh, essentially. And I, and I hate to use this because think, think of what Detroit is 
you know, the Ford Ford field, the Ford factory. It is the birthplace. It motor fucking city is what it's called, right? Detroit comes and wins this over Tay Tay and company. Imagine the storyline. Imagine the the come comeuppance from nothing to something grand. The the narrative that that creates and the narrative of that story is like I want to attribute it to you know miracle, right? This group of amateurs put together by some random coach for the U.S. men's hockey team they they beat Russia, right? They didn't win a gold. They just beat Russia, right? <laughs> like that's like that that was the biggest thing. They didn't care how far they got. They beat Russia. Same thing with the Lions. This is us about to beat Russia. Do you know how how much heat and intensity there would be on a Kansas City Chiefs Lions Super Bowl greatest underdog against this Chiefs team with all this hype? Like, I don't. Those two weeks would be might be hell in the most fun way possible. Like, yeah, it, it NFL executives would like that. I think regular fans would. I, I don't even know who you. Yeah, you'd have to kind of like pick your side. Are you a front runner or do you root for the underdog? They, that would be a, another really interesting Super Bowl. That's the only way I would want the Chiefs to be in, in the Super Bowl would be if if it's Chiefs and Lions, I can live with it. It's the only scenario where I can live with Chiefs. It just yeah, I don't want the Chiefs unless it's against the Lions. Yeah, who who okay, so now now that I've made my storybook Hallmark movie pick, what where's where's Mark at? What oh, let me give you the Mark grim pick? reality. It's gonna be the race. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens <laughs> stop a mud hole in in, in, in in their ass and Chiefs ass. This week they play yeah. a totally unprepared either Lions team that's riding a, a high that hasn't met the reality of a of a punch in the face, or they face a Niners team that basically just had to became the walking wounded to to survive that Lions game. Either way, Ravens are rolling. Uh bad guy always wins in real life. <laughs> but we won't have to put up a Taylor Swift. So it's, it's one of those terrible American things, the, the Baltimore Ravens, like, yeah, it's a nightmare, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I, I like your reality, but nah, nah, I'm, I'm still on my acid trip. We'll, we'll see. I, know, we I, I hope you were right. And I hope I'm wrong. But uh, as we wrap up the show, I want to mention ship token. Uh, on Twitter and X, go find out more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Uh, go find out about investing in cryptocurrency. I'm not telling you to go buy it. I'm just telling you to go do your own research. You can find more information by following at Shib Token on Twitter. They have links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, uh, informational website, so you can arm yourself with the knowledge. And then you decide whether or not you want to invest in Shiba Inu. And you can join us by Shib, by Hold, Diamond Paws, Shib to the moon also make sure you're following us on twitter at evlmrk once again that's evlmrk and look for hashtag ems 206 see special links tweets pictures or stories we talk about today's episode today i want to thank uh, uh executive producer jennifer in schenectady i want to thank eric who was the co-host for the thursday uh actually thursday after hours episode that we had to do uh that we actually recorded on tuesday but uh thank him for being there on thursday's episode and then also the He's a damn fine host himself of the podcast File Entertainment that has a new episode coming out this upcoming Tuesday. So if you just checked out today's episode, make sure you're checking out on Tuesday for File Entertainment. And then also make sure you're following this guy's podcast. Uh, my co-host for today, Jared, the purveyor of all things birds, the host of Nobody's Listening. Uh, tell us one more time, where can they get the show and what is the show about? What can they expect today? 
yeah so nobody's listening like i said was that random reddit nonsense uh where me and all the guys from let's play death ray come hang out this uh episode that was actually just re- released today so after you're done listening to this if you want to hear about uh mutual love for dragon ball kind of talking about the year in review and then just some random things that i have said previously in the past and and how the boys at let's play death ray are fascinated by how my mind works because i do solo podcasting uh go check out episode number 211 that is promptly named dragon ball year in review and vibrators are like soda <laughs> oh all major platforms by the way just yeah look look up nobody's listening so okay well uh Sorry, you threw me out. Also, make hey, sure you're, you're emailing the show at show at evilmark.com uh, and find us more on TikTok or Instagram at askevilmark. All right, so Lions would be the sentimental favorite. Everyone's thinking about the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions put together a hype video that is pretty special. We're going to retweet the link to this, but I'm going to give you some sound as we get as we walk out the door here. Uh, uh, and Hopefully, I mean, we have our picks in, but I'm I'm hoping the Lions come out. I hope we're talking about a possible Lions Super Bowl, even a shot at it. Uh, it's always wonderful as a Cardinal fan. I remember our year in the Super Bowl. It's always great when a really, really bad team finds their way to the top. And then everyone has to have that like, hey, they have a, this terrible backhanded conversational like celebration fest like yeah you guys are so fucking garbage for so long i mean just real real dog shit hey and you're finally here that's a good thing right like it's it's very much like a make-a-wish kid who's being met by john cena like are they having a real conversation there's just john cena going hey sucks you got cancer but here i am can't really see me though like it's what it is the lions are a a make-a-wish child but if we can make this wish happen one more time two more times it would be wonderful so let me take you out of here with the hype video until next time be ungovernable be uncompromising most importantly be kind here is the detroit lions official nfc championship game hype video one jared what jared 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 what what did i do oh no oh wait hold on Only the Detroit Lions now stood in Washington's path for a trip to Minneapolis and the Super Bowl. This is where Detroit ain't going. The Super Bowl. Right, gets hit, knocked up in the air, ball is loose on the turf at the 10, scrambles, picked up, yes, Redskins ball. Left side, drags, dives, touchdown, Washington Redskins. The Redskins headed to Minnesota in Super Bowl 26. built for this. You're built for this, man. It's the next hard team that's knock up. You know how hard it is to win this league in the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? I want to say, like, this arrogantly, but we expected to win the first game. We expected to win this game, and, and now we get to go to a game we expected to be in against a really good team at their place, and we're going to come into it expecting to win. That's two. We got two to go.